All right, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the inaugural The League. What's The League? Well, it's a podcast that we're going to bring you from different locations around the country. We're going to have a panel of individuals that are going to give you their behind-the-scenes look, their professionalism, the fact that they have been in the trenches and they know exactly what's going on, and I think we've amassed an incredible lineup for our very first show. I'd like to start off to my right, your left home on television, this man here has six national championships. He is in the AMA Hall of Fame, and he's one of the hardest working men in all of motorsports, an ambassador on and off the track, the golden boy, Mr. Brock Glover. We knew that there were many, many, many spectacular podcasts out there, but we wanted to do something slightly different. We know that there are so many women that have really helped pave the way of the Supercross movement, whether they're there as a racer, maybe they're there in support. Well, this young lady has been there as the wife of one of the team managers. She ran the 90s completely under her control. <laughs> Nothing went down in the 90s without her <laughs> signing off of it. And now she works in the Alpine Stars medic rig. Would you please help me welcome Monica Ramsey? He's been a longtime friend of me. I could, we've gone back quite a way as friends. And when I first met him, he really had a great personality that was, you know, something that uh, when he came into the room, you knew he was passionate about it. He then took a mic into his hand. He took a podcast pro, uh, format, and he's turned it into truly one of the most uh, iconic things in Supercross and Motocross right now. People tune in uh, constantly to get his take on things. We're honored that RV has done his show so many times for free that he actually owes him one, and he came here. Nice round of applause for Steve Mathis. I've been pretty fortunate that a lot of my friends come from the North and South Island of New Zealand. I've met a lot of them. They're an incredible people. They're ferocious on the racetrack. They're savages in real life. And then when you have an opportunity to hang out with them after they take a 22-hour flight back, and you find out that the, the world championship, that the uh, Supercross title that came his way, and that such a, uh, such a great ambassador from New Zealand on the Yamaha side came up here, Mr. Ben Townley. And finally, the guy that uh, said, hey, let's put this whole thing together. We've been working on it for quite a, uh, a few weeks, actually. He called up and said, I want to do something different. I want a different perspective on it. I want to bring in my friends. I want to see what we could do with it. So he put the nine-time championships in the record books. He, too, got inducted into the AMA Hall of Fame just two short years ago. And the majority of the people in the crowd tonight are his uh, sisters, cousins, and everybody that did a suspension. <laughs> Mr. Ryan Villapoto, everybody. All right, so we get into the season, and uh, everybody grab your mic because we're up here. This isn't going to be something where we bring different guests out and through different sections of the show we're going to have them. I think that the time we're going to spend together here, each and every person up here has an incredibly unique perspective. Uh, they are in the game themselves. I'd like to start with you, Brock, first of all. I mean, you know, we have to start with the elder statesmen. We're going to work from the outside in. The 450 class kicks off this year. We've only got two rounds in the book. One gets rained out. We got one guy that's taking the uh, the position as the dominant guy in the field. What are you feeling with the 450 year in 2023? Well, there's definitely been a little bit of surprise there. I think the fact that uh, Eli Tomac, who had never won the opening round, came out on an all new Yamaha and having actually ridden the bike, I can tell you it is very different than the old bike. 
uh, and comes out and wins and then backs it up in San Diego. Then you had who we thought was going to be a contender, Chase Sexton, kind of had a little off race or two there. Didn't really perform what we all figured he would. And then we had Mr. Odd Year, Cooper Webb, who seems to just have every every other year he has his, has his run. And he just, he was right there at San Diego. Just one slip up by Eli and he would have won. So I think there were some surprises there. I think uh, the fact that uh, Mookie, uh, Malcolm Stewart had fast qualifying and looked at he had all speed in the world, had trouble at Anaheim one, and then unfortunately uh, just had a kind of a disastrous San Diego and then an injury in the off, off week practicing this week is also just a little bit of a, a downer surprise if you want to say that. So. Eli Tomac's been a positive surprise, Cooper Webb, and then there's been a couple of other riders who haven't quite lived up to it. Steve Mathis, I have to ask you, are those your settings that they're using in the bikes, or are they keepers? Yeah, uh, whatever it's doing, those guys are doing the right thing. Oh, yeah. Bike of the year, bike, as, as bike. I like to say, RV likes to say as well. Always, yeah. But, no, I, I haven't rode my current one that I have. What? But I <laughs> rode the, you know, the shootout, or not the shootout, but uh, our launch in Florida at the GOAT. You haven't ridden farm. the one you picked up? I'm waiting for a pipe from Mitch. Okay, all right. I don't can't know what to say. I'm just, I'm waiting you want somebody for to break that thing in, yeah. I'll take it out here. We've got a little Yamaha theme up here. Ex-Yamaha mechanic, Mr. Yamaha spokesperson. Ben, you're now working with Yamaha. I think it's a little uh, one-sided here. Monica, Blue what crew. do you think? You want my opinion? Everybody yeah, yeah, wants your opinion. That's why we got a girl on here. Opinion. Uh, I was hoping to see, well, it's only been two races. I was hoping to see a mix-up of podium, but it was the same three for the last two. And I as well am really bummed about Malcolm and I think it's his year. Um, so I was unfortunate about that. But um, I mean, Eli, he's just, usually he starts out slow in the season, but he's on fire right now. So I, I would expect to see him up there a lot more for sure. Ben Townley, what do you attribute his fast start to? You, you were a guy that was in the game, the world champion. You spent all your time in Europe. You came back. Uh, you did the Nationals. You, you had factory Honda rides. You had the, the uh, pro circuit ride. You had a, a lot of great rides. Then you even went back home, took a little time off, and came back. Where do you think – because Eli Tomac last year, he was retiring. He would do a shortened season and then probably retire. Where do you think he's at now? He's comfortable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's just comfortable. I just spent the last three days with him at the test track. He's 100% comfortable. That's all it is. That's the biggest thing right now. He he carried on from Motocross the Nations, carried on through, where did he go, Paris? Did he race anywhere else? Oh, he raced in Wales. And he's he's just carried that on, got on this bike, and he he didn't even touch a screwdriver this week. That's unheard of for the guy to do that at this time of the year. He's normally... He's normally fiddling with the bike, and he's 100% comfortable, and, and he's you can see that in his riding and his personality. You didn't see that when he was on a Kawasaki at, at times. You know, it was it was a struggle for him, and he's um, he's able to go out there and just, just ride his bike. But even BT, like last year on the Yamaha, you know, still finicky with suspension settings, still finding stuff, still working on his bike, and it was a, it was a fine line. Like a lot of times the forks came off. This year, like you said, new model, happy with everything. I, I thought he would come in being like, hey, I'm still the old ET where I need to have the right ride height. I need to have the right fork settings. It seems like, like you said, he's not touching it. And Gilmore. I watched it. Yeah. He they, didn't touch it. They have this new bike just on lock. Just whatever they're yeah. doing, they absolutely have nailed, nailed the setup right from the start. I was surprised. He didn't get on the bike until after Paris, right? So that's a late start. You guys know that. And 
Yeah, it's it's absolutely great. It, a great job by the team, by Gilmore, by KYB, everybody. He he loves it. As an you know, as a rider, you've ridden the twenty two, the twenty three. What was so much different about the two bikes? Well, first of all, can I just say I have Steve? Are you really a rider? He's a rider. He, he just uh, had a big race, didn't you? I follow? Was ask that Listen, the vet nationals. Race. I'm I'm not a rider, but I had Tomax suspension <laughs> for the world vets. To- it was perfect for motocross. And, and I had Tomax suspension. And for I had to world send vets. it back for motocross. I had to send it back, and then I rode my bike with production why stuff. Why would we send it back? He needed some spares, I guess. I don't know. For or was it too stiff for you? No, no, no. It was my settings. <laughs> and I'm really I'm glad we're on high chairs. Supercross sitting hey, Steve, from I'm motocross. I'm glad we're on really high chairs up here because, man, it is getting thick. I just want my suspension back. He looks fine. Can I have it back? You, you would take car. I don't know. I just, I had Maybe to that's his secret. He's running your suspension. Oh, he's not running my setup, but I did get a chance to ride with this stuff, and it, it's a lot nicer, let me tell you. You we, we got to get your take. Now, obviously, we're, you know, we're talking about how comfortable Tomac is and, and Sexton maybe has a little uh, something he's going to have to prove here real soon to get everything going. But what about Dylan Ferrandez? He has – he's got a third, I believe, in Supercross a year or so ago. He's had some injuries and things. He looks like he's ready to break out. Have you seen much of him or BT? I mean, I personally think that he's – what, we've had three rounds – um, two rounds two. coming on, well, tomorrow three, and I think it's probably the best start he's had. Like, he's been fairly consistent, um, you know, and I think he's going to build on that. I don't think that we haven't seen the end of, of Dylan. Um, oh, hardly, no. No, well, hardly, no. I don't think so. I think he's going to really, you know, I think he's going to do better. Um, is he going to run with Chase? Is he going to run with Eli? I, I'll sit up here and say no. I don't think so. But I think he, you know, he'll make his way up into the on the podium. I think the next person we have to talk about, Jason Anderson, Brock. Jason Anderson last year at the end of the season had these guys scared to death that they were going to see him every week up in the front of this pack. And watching him, I actually threw some, my leg over a bike a little bit in the off season and went out to Apollo Raceway and a few places. And I saw him practicing a lot. And Jason looked really comfortable, and he looked like he was having fun. So last week, I did pick him to be in the top three. I actually picked him in my mind. He was, I thought he would maybe get a second. And I, I looked pretty good for about half the race there when he was battling with uh, Cooper Webb for second place there. But a little mistake in front of the mechanics area, put him down on the ground, kind of lost his drive. But he's not over. Don't count him out yet. You're going to see you're going to see him come up towards the front there. And, and But uh, again, he got off to a little bit of a rough start when a guy like Eli Tomac goes 1-1 and Cooper Webb goes 2 too. That puts you behind the eight ball if you're Jason Anderson. What year was RV? RV, what year did you eat shit at Anaheim multiple times? Oh, that was uh, 2000. Okay. I don't know. I'm just, what, here's the 13, here's, here's I think. My point. I showed up with these kind of like ape, a kind of little bit of an ape hanger bar. Okay. Um, I did. You, I did do you, that. And I was struggling with some feeling in the forks. So I was like, okay, if we can't figure this out, we're coming down. It's closing into the season. Yeah. It's, I can, let me just try a set of bars that don't have a crossbar on it to give a little more flex. Yeah, that, that didn't, I mean, what, did that you wasn't ra- the problem. Did you win but, round two? I don't remember. No, seriously, did you win round two or what did you do the oh, next I don't know. round? Okay. I don't know. My point being, Anderson's 20 points down. He's almost a race down already. I missed a whole, I mixed, missed Jacksonville completely. Yeah. And that was at the end of the season. If, you're, if this is the point where we all got to say you're greater than Jason Anderson, we can do that now. No, I'm or, saying he's got a really good <laughs> shot. Lots of races okay. left oh, so you're, to get up to where he needs to be. Yeah, you're, you're I don't know if I'm on the bandwagon, but yeah. I think that he's... he's don't he's, turn your back on him yet. Don't start sleeping on him. I mean, 
This is going to be the it's third race series. tomorrow. It, it, I yeah, mean, right? A it's lot a, can happen. It's a long series. I mean, we're only on race three tomorrow, so we've only had two. I race think four, I was race I, four according to Phil. So, but. Oh yeah, well, yeah. But okay, so back to that race I crashed. I think I was 16th when I left Anaheim one. Right. So you tell me, is it up or down? Well, we up saw Carmichael now. crash out at one the first Anaheim years ago. I mean, yeah. early in his career and went away with stitches think, in his chin. I think the problem is that we're, I mean, we're talking about Carmichael and Villapoto Villa like, versus yeah. It, Jason has to obviously come up yes. and battle Eli Tomac and Cooper Webb seems to be on his off you know every other year stride right now. Uh, again, you've got some you've got some good riders out ahead of him there, and so it's, it's going to be tough. But I much, think to your point, I hate to say this. I mean, he's. He's a he's right here, but I'm going to say it. he's like a legend of the sport. But yeah. to your point, he's got to shit or get off the pot. Like yeah. he's he's got to like, make it. He, like yeah. literally, it's got to happen. He can't this go. Weekend. He can't come out of a two with another race where he's seventh no. or eighth. No, and no, he's got to be up event. front. He's this got to be. He's got to be in the top couple steps of the podium. That's or, you know that. And then no start question. building on that. Yep. Adam Cianciarillo, his teammate, did that race off because of the rain? As he's trying to get his momentum back, did that kind of slow his progress down, or do you think that? You know. No, I'd say that that probably helped him. I think San Diego, um, you know, he rode really well, was up front, uh, led quite a few laps, and then got picked off really quick after that. But uh, a, a guy in his position, I think, just needs to get up front, run up front, see that speed, and kind of like, okay, this is what it is. He's got it. Um, but I think the weekend off definitely helped him, or the, the cancellation. Um, to get him ready, you know, or to, not to get him ready, but to, to just to get a little more seat time, get more comfortable. What do you think, BT? Yeah, yeah, 100%. He, at that time, would have been good for him to just roll in and put, keep, keep logging laps. I'm, I'm sure they would have been riding up in, do you call it the high desert? Is that what you call it? That's where they've been riding a lot, and, and, and you just got to keep logging laps. He does need to race, but the fact that um, he's able to do more practice laps would, would help him. He just hasn't had enough time on a, on a bike, so that's all. There. I want to get back on the Ferrandas. I didn't get a tell chance. Us, tell I didn't us, get a chance us. to dr jump in. He hasn't got off the start line. That's that's going to be his his biggest thing. He's he's got to get off the line. You can't. I don't think he doesn't have the speed to ride through those front guys. But if he can start in the top three, he'll finish in the top three. I, I've, I, I've no doubt about that. Which other rider are you looking at right now with Plessinger out there coming on? And obviously, a fourth and a third, or I'm sorry, a fifth and a fourth for Ken Roxon. He's getting better every week. This is almost like an Eric Sorby thing, where he just gets one spot better every week his first year. Yeah, I, I talked about Ken on my show this week, and I was saying I, I didn't, he didn't look comfy. He didn't look like the old Ken. And I thought it just wasn't a great showing for him. And then he texted me, and he said... He felt, feels better than ever, and he's getting to get suspension work, and he's dialed in. So, okay, I'll just go with that. Was that a name drop? I'll was just, that a name drop? No, I'll just say, he like, maybe me. I'm – he says – Total name drop. He says he feels okay, better okay, than okay, ever. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. I'll give you his phone number. All right, so, so – <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, we'll give you the time to dial in your bike. and. I think that Kenny is Kenny, and he's super talented and probably, you know – I. I for riding, probably one of the best, um, you know, and they're, I, I think he, all of them, uh, you know, the team and everything, I, they've put a huge push. Um, I've become, you know, acquaintances and friends with uh, Dustin's dad, I forget his name, um, Pipes. yeah, Pipes, that, you know, team owners that own the team, and they pulled out all the stops for him. But no matter what, what stops you pull, the bike is underdeveloped, in my opinion. 
Steve doesn't think that. No, listen, I, I, I said it. You don't, you don't think the bike's underdeveloped? Yeah, I think they can find horsepower. I mean, what are they, what's horsepower? Uh, how, get an ECU, do get we look horsepower? It isn't going to win the race. Do we look? Do we look for horsepower, or do we look no, for I'm just, let's chassis? Break, let's break it down. Chassis or, or okay, chassis so or chassis is a comfort level. Okay, they can find a comfort level for them. They haven't found it yet, but they can find well, a comfort I, big level. Big improvement. For them. Big improvement on yep. Ken, for yep. Kenny at Factory San Diego. Doing the stuff now, right? Ziggy and everybody doing it. So he seems to be happier there. And the bike, yeah. I mean, outside of a Kickstarter, you can. Make the horsepower how you want it. Tune it. It's got an ECU. You can do all that stuff. So we just do this overnight? Like no, we just? No, we don't. We don't. Well, he it's started in December. Happening. It is not happening. Didn't you ride a Suzuki? Yeah, no, I did. And what what year? They haven't 16? changed since the year after that. It was the last time it was changed. Any change? 2019. Was 2019 was a big remake. Yep. Outside of that, that was it. I think the real true development on the motorcycle hasn't really come from since Stu was there. Do you think he can't win a race, though? In my opinion. In my personal opinion, it's since Stu raced there was the last time that bike has been truly developed for Supercross. Do you think Especially he can win a race? Track. Do I think? Yes, I think Kenny yeah. can win okay. a race. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, yes. I agree. Yeah, I think 100%. he can win a race. Right. And I think, you know, I think he will. I'm hoping to see him inside, you know, win races or, you know, be in the, be in the hunt for it. So... Elephant in the room. What place is Chase Sexton in right now in the point set? Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. Honestly, I, I'm with you. I actually, I, I did look. look. I cheated. What place is Chase Sexton in right now in the championship? You told me not to look, so I'm not going to look. I'm going did, to Monica. I think, I'm going he's, to I think he's fifth. I, he's third because the same three guys finished the same three places the last two races. Did you listen to you, right? I already dropped that. I, I honestly. You told me she's quick. I, well, hey, it seems you still my had me at Sorby. I've exactly. heard that freaking name in for days. So my point of it is that uh, honestly, as much as we talked about Jay Sexton, we were kind of disappointed. Everybody's thinking he's underperformed, he's, but he's sitting third in the championship. And at, after having to run an LCQ in San Diego, after getting his gas tank smashed, he did get a great start in the main event. By the way, but I was actually. Personally, I'm kind of surprised that he's sitting third in the point standings. It just didn't seem like he's had that kind of a race yet. So can he, you know, we all know he has the ability and the speed to get up there to the front, but it, will it happen this weekend? It's very, very possible. Now, what do you think last week about the... I mean, uh, by the way, we, we have to do it because uh, Brock is the Dunlop guy. Oh, all, yeah. most, all these dudes are running Dunlops, by the way. Just letting everybody know. Plug. I, well, I have to say, I mean, he's That's up here right. doing us, you know, he's, he's doing, doing, us, doing us a solid, yeah. you know, love to have Brock on the show, but yeah, all Dunlops, right? Correct? I'm not trying to be up here and be the homer top 10, here. Top, more than top, top 10 or more, uh, more than, more than more, yeah, at least. So, yeah. yes, you're right. So, I ask, did, did, did anyone see the same mistakes out of Sexton at round one that I saw, but just at a lesser extent? Because that's how it looked to me. At San Diego? No, at A1. Yeah, he, he didn't oh, go. He didn't go down, but he cased some rhythms a lot. And previous yeah. season, you're saying. That previous was, season. That was a balls up. That's what we're saying. He's on a balls up for one lap. Yep. He went case, 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 and he lost his rhythm, and then it was it. Yep, you're exactly right. He came out of what was the left field yep. foul pole area. He made a whole, he made a, just a debacle out of that whole rhythm section. But A1, I will say, honestly, Ben, maybe if you only, did you see on TV, it was, that track was tough. That was a really, really rutted yeah, track. So were, the, so were the 24 motos outdoors. No, I, I hear you, but I, the, Anaheim was very difficult, <laughs> and it got really tore up at the end. And I I'm, not saying, I'm, not make, I'm not making, I'm not making excuses. 
excuse, but I do. There were lesser extent and of mistakes, and I do think he's capable of doing uh, winning races, no question about it. But Anaheim was a difficult track, and we saw Malcolm Stewart and other riders make. No, that was a rod area. Right, but we make yeah, mistakes like, at the end. Of, they made mistakes yeah. at the end of the race. No, was a, yeah. I'm assuming he wasn't. Was he in first gear when yeah. he did that? Yeah. When he made that mistake? He's, <laughs> Nathan's like <laughs> for the folks at home. BT's just asking <laughs> Nate Ramsey <laughs> if he was in first. What's the telemetry say? What's the download say? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. not making an excuse for him. No. Everyone was on the same track. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. He made those mistakes. I thought yeah. he was going to march to the front and take off yeah and he well, didn't yeah. he might mistake if you had told him after the race hey you're gonna lead laps and get third he'd be like what like no there's no way no, right it, it, yeah. well, see I, I sit from a different perspective from you guys right yep. so i only see it from tv yeah right and he came through that field that looked methodical he got the lead and it looked like there was a noose around his neck and he choked that's how it looked. It reminds TV. me of my golf game. <laughs> Every time I have that, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pressure's on, you start choking. <laughs> I'm, I, I've, I'm buddies with Chase's dad and Chase himself. No, no, just calm, calm down, calm down. That's what I'm just, but, but Chase's biggest problem has been mistakes. And so what we've seen so far of 23 has been a few mistakes so far. So I'm hoping he can clean it up because that's been his – his biggest pitfall of uh, at this point is mistakes in his riding, um, and some of them have been really big, like some pretty gnarly crashes. Right? I mean, like Minneapolis you, I mean, leading, walking uh, yeah. away. I mean, right, yeah. Rob? Uh, no, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's even at San Diego, you should know. If Justin Bosch is up the inside of you. <laughs> you should know that. Well, I mean, at this point, I mean, obviously the 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 Barsha with the. In this day and age, you can text them in the pits. You could just send them a little Twitter. Hey, I'm just think. here for the Anderson tweet. That's all. <laughs> That's all you're there for? That's all you need? Why haven't we talked about we, that? We really needed Twitter in well, the 90s. Well, we're getting into that. We're getting thank into that. We needed, we we needed cell phones in the, in the 90s. And thank God fantastic. there wasn't any in the 80s. Yeah, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> it would have been unbelievable. But I think you're right, Ben. I mean, what we all have seen, and we would love to see uh, Chase get the monkey off his back, I guess. I mean, yeah, his nemesis is some falls late in the race. And focus all the way through the race and not make the mistake. Yeah, it's it's painful to watch. Even I remember in Houston one year he was leading as a rookie and, and he looked like he had it won and stuffed the front in the sandy corner and went over the bars. And we obviously we talked about the folding the front at, and, and 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 hitting his head so hard at Minneapolis that he couldn't stand up on his own. So uh, of course we'd like to see him get that off his back. He's more than capable of running up front, but you got you got to you got to break through to where you realize you can win. And I think right now there's still that little doubt in the back of his head. If you're Sexton, it's probably, yeah, yeah. If, you're Sexton if you're Anderson, mm -hmm. if you're Kenny, the two guys you don't want ahead of you is Eli Tomek and Cooper Webb. I mean, literally, what are the flaws of those two guys? What, they don't yeah. have very many. And yeah. they're looking great to start the year. So uh, I mean, yeah, they don't have many flaws. Good luck chipping away at those two guys. And, and, pick, you know? and pick on Tomek of the past. You say, oh, yeah, he was, he's not very good at starts. No, and they, and, and, and all of a sudden, really, you watch that new Yamaha. There's a, the blue crew back there teaming up again down there. That's right. But yeah. that thing, yeah, you have to admit the thing. Uh, some reason, Eli and the blue crew have figured out the start. You know, if now. you watch San Diego back, he didn't get a great start. Yeah, but he snaked around the first rhythm. He I mean, got. The, that's I mean, experience. Yeah. If you don't get the jump, you know, we can talk about Forkner at Anaheim one. Yeah. Personally, that's his own uh, fault. That, and that's what I said. Like he got, he was jumped out of the gate. It, it was over after the gate dropped. 
he was jumped out of the gate, but he was heading right. He should have pulled out of that at that that, that very split second. And then went up the and then went up the inside, you know. So like looking like looking at it, like as soon as the gate dropped, he was he was he was out of you know he was he'd wasn't in the wasn't here, in the gate. He'd, he'd still be here racing tomorrow. And he could have gone up the inside. Yeah, exactly. So you know it's. You know, it's so who's uh, been experience. your who's been your biggest positive, uh, the biggest surprise you've seen in the 450 this season so far? Obviously, we know Tomac and and, and Webb have been up there, but who who do you think has performed well? Maybe I mean, I want to further just, down the path. I'll just go and say that I'm jealous of Eli. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Wow. Um, and partly is because at what is he 30, 30, 30, yep. Yep. 29, 30, 31. When you were looking to retire, he's still going strong. No, okay. that he's figured out. <laughs> That he's figured out how to have fun at it, like yeah. at you know, and yeah. I think I was I was kind of right at that that cusp of trying to like figure it out, you know, like a couple years, like two yeah. years ago or a year ago, Eli was deciding to retire, but he stuck it out, right? And then now he's on like he, I feel like he's in a position where he can, he leans on his team when he needs them, but he makes the decisions he needs to do to 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 for him to feel good, for him to ride good, for him to to perform well, and. I think that's what I'm most jealous at. So, so I think that's like who I'm most. Fun. That's he's having fun. He's having a good time. So you're. What I'm reading into this that Eli's making calling the shots now on Yamaha, where in the, before it was either he had some input, but he wasn't calling the shots. That leaning on leaning on his team when he needs them, uh-huh. but also calling the shots when he what he knows is best for him. Okay. That's the environment that he's in that's allowing him to have that happen. You've all missed that part, piece of the puzzle. You might, want, not, might not want to say it, but that's the environment yep. that he's in. Yep. There you go. Very well. Go yep. ahead. The, the Yamaha program, obviously it's a little bit different than, say, the Honda. Yep, exactly. The, they've done it a different way. They've said, okay, we're going to entrust this to you guys and, and the group. I mean, you're there, so you could tell me. Both of, I think, all of you guys have been there. I mean, what's the different dynamic from racing for where the factory says you come to this test track right along the 15, you ride here. This is what we're going to do. This is what you're riding, or we're going to go somewhere and you live there. Well, let's talk about. Let's get Steve's perspective first, so then I can talk some shit on that one. <laughs> I think Steve needs a drink. Do we need a round of drinks? Yeah, here? I think we might. Can Do we, we have a clicker just... for drinks? Oh, Steve <laughs> needs a drink counter this time, not oh, me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, we his record. Well, by the way, Do I think record? I think we stopped at fourteen. Fourteen. I don't. I think. After I don't that, think so. I think it was fourteen. And then I show up. He goes, "What do you want for dinner?" Pizza or like, you know, I said, well, how can we get some sushi? Most expensive meal yep. I've ever bought yep. for a Pulpa that, yep, show. Yep, that's you, you and Weimer. But I'm like, are you for real? Uh, what was it? He goes, uh, so the last time pizza's 60 bucks and sushi was 150. Time, the last time you were in, I think you only made it like six or seven and we got to a six or seven level. The time before that, it went too far. You mean show 400? Yeah, that, yeah. that, that went a little far. Yeah. Uh, honestly, with, with, little, the, with I the started Tomac swapping. Thing, I started swapping. And Brock will laugh at this. When you s- talk to people at Yamaha or you talk to people at Star and you kind of sniff around a little bit, you talk to people that have been in there a long time, they'll tell you, well, a lot of management has changed here at Yamaha. A lot of people that sort of held things back are gone. And Jim Roach at Yamaha and the Star guys, Bobby Reagan, he's DGAF. We know that. I think the, the management change at Yamaha has really helped the atmosphere with everybody. And I think, Brock, you can maybe, I don't say agree with that, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, I think Ben hit it on the head. I was trying to throw him a softball 
questions for the answer, and he answered it well. I just think for Eli in his position right now, I just feel like he's able to make to call the shots when he needs to be able to call the shots, and he's comfortable, and it sure shows on the sure shows on the racetrack. And things it, things are a little different when you take a, a program, a factory program from in-house, and then it goes. I don't want to call stars. Less politics is yeah, the easiest way to yeah, say yeah. it. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's the satellite. It's kind of a satellite team, but not a satellite team. So, I mean, these guys know it. Ben, you rode Kawasaki basically through Mitch Payton. You rode Factory Honda. You've ridden the bikes KTM. You've been a lot of different teams. I I can only honestly speak for primarily Yamaha for 13 years and then a KTM for a year. But you have felt you you've seen it in the modern day and in different teams. And and Ryan, you've worked for some different programs too. So it's. Um, you know. No, exactly. I think that he's in a position that he can, he can, like I said, have fun, yep. call the shots when he needs it. But also, I think the big thing is, I think we've seen with some KTM, uh, what, last year, that really leaned on the rider's perspective and chased what the riders were saying um, and went down a rabbit hole. Yep. So I think what Eli's done very well is figured out, okay, this is what really helps me. And then when I need help, he leans on the team for that. And if that's suspension or motor, I mean, you tell me, Steve, what do you think? You're, I mean, I just think new management that national Yamaha. champ. <laughs> no, I did not oh, win the championship. Fourth, fifth. What? No, I went, I went, oh. uh, I was, I didn't follow. It was terrible. What was it? 17, 17, 15. 17, 17, not 15. Not in a Manitoba 80 class. No, no, this no, is the World Vets. Okay, the World Vets, sorry. I think that Yamaha, new management at Yamaha has allowed Star to do what they do. And that is a big reason why. Eli, you want to stay in Colorado? Eli, you want to come to Tallahassee? What, all the things you said. What do you want to do, Eli? And if he's stuck, let's try this. Let's do that. Yeah, absolutely. Gilmore's had a big, big part to play oh, yeah. in that. Really huge part to play you know, in that. And Cowie told Gilmore at one point to beat it, right? And They did. Yeah, and Eli was upset, and that but sort of caused he, a lot a, of issues. He's a big part of that. Now he's more, he's a big Gilly's a big part of that. The horsepower? The Tell horsepower? Him Tell him who Gilly is. Yeah. Is who this the hell knows who Gilly is? Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Ricky Gilmore. Right. So, and it's Eli's personal yeah. suspension guy. I mean, he's been with no, Eli. He, he's still, yeah, he's really he, Eli's no, no, suspension he's guy. Doing, he's KYB and he's, he's working for Dylan as well. But he worked with Eli previously. Yeah, and they have teams. a long standing yeah, relationship. Long, long. And, they, but, uh, and hang Eli, on. Tr Eli I had trusts three, him. Three points I wanted yep. to make. Yep. The clutch. He likes the cable clutch. And the horsepower, there's more horsepower out of a Yamaha. There's no doubt about it. That's why he's getting better starts, the clutch and the horsepower. There you go. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence that Yamaha, for the 23, came out with a hydraulic that you could just bolt on and buy, you know, instead of a cable. There won't be a hydraulic. No. There won't be a cable after this year. That's what I mean. Like, they're like, hey, Eli, uh, we're thinking of a hydraulic. No, you're not. And it's a GYTR part, by the yeah, way. Yeah. You left that out. Right. It's a GYTR part, so it's an aftermarket. So there's some people that like like right. hydraulic clutches. Personally, I'm a cable guy. It's me, cable guy. I think everybody that wants to feel out of the clutch is a cable guy. The juice clutches no, no, don't no, have they, the same. They grew up using it, so they use it. So yeah. Uh, that, that makes a big difference, too. Like, I grew up riding cable. You know, if you get on a... Hang off that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, smoke that thing. <laughs> Bones all attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, well. <laughs> Go to Central on a Thursday? How was, how was Central? You do a clutch between motors or? I just want to know, how was Central? La the first, you went there once and never went back. What, what did you say? Sucked. Central Avenue. Oh, I didn't go back. Oh, <laughs> never coming back here ever again. 
No, never again. And I never did. <coughs> I was telling the young kid that I went to Phelan. Yeah, Phelan was good. That's Bones's hot spot. But Central, that that sucked. I, I hated that place. I never went back. Every Tuesday. I hurt my knee there. I thought it was Thursday. No, 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 we would fly Friday, so Glen Helen was always Thursday, oh, right? Wow. Bones, Thursday, Glen Helen, <laughs> got to be there. This it is was the inside pro circuit team of 2007. We're hashing out the entire Our, our schedule is, because it went to jump to 2007 already. Should we go to 2007 right now? No, no, not yet. We'll circle back for that one there. Because obviously, I still think we have a couple of things I'd like you to address. I want you to talk about Mookie. There you go. Here's a mic, BT. Here you go. He, he, he's going to win. A he's race? Not, yep, 100% win a race. Daytona? I concur. I concur. Yeah. He, he, um, this is his year. Well, he, you can just see it in him. He, he's, he has more composure there, and he looks comfortable when he's running up front. But, yeah, he, I, I didn't – from TV, I, I saw the crash on both crashes from TV, so I'm not entirely sure if they were like a right at – era the second one in san diego but he he looks like he's gonna compete to one first one neutral on the on off yeah hey that's, uh, that's how it looked to me like he was in first gear i mean we're from the first guy, I mean, yeah neutral yeah but let's, not not a bike era a here. rider era yeah, yeah. hey he let's to, let's he fact check neutral he, all right hold on let's fact check monica was it a neutral at the first race i would say it was a neutral she's gonna go with neutral yeah. yep Excuse me, go fact checker. But Is that pillow talk that you know the inside okay. line? Yeah, okay. That's you think you guys, he's going to win. That's what Steve? you guys talk oh, yeah, about, Nathan, and <laughs> when you're sleeping in bed, just before you go to sleep, honey. Well, I, I think, think Mookie hit neutral. I think what he's talking sucks in his sleep. I get a lot of info. I think what sucks for him is he's like, where is he in the points? Like he's mild. He's, he's the fastest. Eighth? Is he an eighth? He's no. the fastest fifteenth place rider in the points in Supercross history. Yeah, yeah, he is. What is he in? Now he's not racing tomorrow. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah. He's not racing tomorrow. But really? ever oh, since yeah. he yeah. ever since he got the new team manager, he's really <laughs> really taken off. Hey, yeah, just yeah. Yeah. become next level. Oh, it's, he's taking to the next. Well, he's level. not yeah. going to win then, is he? No, he's not. not so tomorrow. I was going to say, no, if he's on your fantasy, year, like there, Ben, I'm betting against you. Himself. Oh no, I didn't know. That. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Do you have another point you want to make on on no, that? I just think he's going to win. I think he I looked really good. I still do too. Yeah. And that's a shame. Manager. If he is injured, if he is injured, that's a shame because he he looked brilliant. Who, who do you guys have anybody in the 450 class right now that's maybe off the rail? I mean, we have guys like Colt Nichols are out there that are sitting in a factory ride. Aaron Plessinger, who's going fast as could be but hasn't had that, that breakout finish yet. Who, do, who are we seeing out there in the 450 class as we start to wrap up this section that you guys think has that chance to really come on? Because we hear this, the Supercross series doesn't start till Daytona, right? Isn't that the word on the street they say? No. Uh, I mean, there's some pretty big names back here that I'm looking at, you know, like um, how about AP? AP, Aaron Plessinger, um, Christian Craig. I'd like to see him. Another phenomenal lights rider. Let's see if he can bring it to the 450 class. I think it's going to take him a few, but he'll eventually be up there. I think the thing with Craig is the very first practice session of the year, very first time, the, the one that doesn't count for qualifying, he was second fastest behind Sexton. The next time he goes out, he eats crap in the whoops, and he's never been that good again. Like, it's weird. Like, I don't know if that crash from... It's in his head. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't want to... I'm not in his head, but, yeah. Neither am I. He has uh, not... Steve, you're a racer. You know what it is to get yeah. up on the, on the line. Well, yeah. I mean, I just... I wouldn't even race. But <laughs> as much as the team manager is helping out Mookie, maybe this... Maybe the manager's dragging 
Drag down. Does, does, does RV know that you actually rode a 500 national? I, I Not a 250 or yeah. 120. 500. No, I don't the think king's class, as we call it here. Uh, yeah, the Glo- king's Glover class. knows a little bit about that. A little that. bit. Come uh, on. No, I, I just, I'm looking more for Craig, right? Like, he, he, he's going to. This so. is coming. I just don't know when he'll get there. But. And then Marvin. He's out. He's out. Yeah, that's right. He's out. I think. He's, he's out, yeah. So, but there's a couple guys in here that are still have uh, p- the potential to throw in some really good rides before the season's over. Hey, uh, Barsha rode well at San Diego. Barsha? Barsha rode really well at San Diego. So we've got Barsha and we've got Anderson. Those are two guys that can definitely yep. put it up yeah. on the... The Anderson you know. tweet, what? Yep, exactly. <laughs> but there's two guys. Hey, I like the Anderson tweet. I yep. do too. That's why and I'm saying I'm here The for only it. reason why I say I like that is... It's outside the box. Like, there's probably majority probably don't like it, but I'd like to see something different inside of our industry. Um, I feel like I lived inside of a box a lot. You beat me to it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was, I could have been a lot, you know, I could have took 40% of what I have now and or 20% of what I have now and put it into having fun while I was racing. I feel like that would, you know, so I just... I, that's what I. That's what I think. Behind the scenes, though, I mean, how many times are you going to wrestle Big B and punch him in the ball? Well, see, that I would. That was. I mean, Big B's here now. I know. Like, that's what I'm saying. But you had fun behind the scenes. I saw. I, it. I did. Yes. You just publicly. I did have fun. One yeah, of the only. Know, one you know of the only too. human beings ever punch anybody in the face with his front wheel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> so, a rarity. So, Ryan, would you like to see more people be outspoken like that? I think the fans would be here for it. I'm here for it. I think all the fans would be I, 100% behind it. And but corporate, maybe not. I think the <laughs> politics that are yeah. involved. May not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, remember, but I Anderson personally did think delete that. It. Anderson I mean, did delete it. I did. I went to look yeah, at it on my way right. home, and it was so, gone. And then I didn't know if he really did, but right. he did. Yeah. He and deleted I it. Like, I heard, but yeah. Dang, he should have kept it up. But personally, I'm on the other side of the spectrum. Also, with like, okay, bring it up press conference. I think there shouldn't be a team shirt in press conference. Shouldn't be one. It should be a suit and tie. For our sport, we're on TV. We're on, you know, like I think, you know, like let's live outside the box a little bit. We don't have to wear team shirts all the time yeah, and this and that. Learning. Let's, I mean, for press conference. S- says the yeah. says you the see. guy with the blue crew hoodie and a monster hat on. I'm on, a, I'm on a weekend podcast here drinking beers. I mean, I'm just here having fun. All support. All support. He's the only one drinking beers too. He orders them and then they show up over there for him. Uh, I'll support that because you see that with with Jim. You know. Any major sport, soccer, football. Uh, yeah, but I just, I just look. I don't really watch a lot of those sports you're, you're talking about. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I see it with, I see it with Jet. You know, he, he's himself, and people love that. I think Kenny Roxon definitely has to get best dressed when he shows up for the press conference. He got those Conor McGregor kind of suits on and stuff. He like I showed smooth. up in a he team, hundred percent. I mean, Monica said it's smooth. Like, he showed up. Like, I showed up in my fucking team shirt one time, or every time. And I think that Kenny showed up in a, a, a super fitted suit, like, like, like he was going out in L.A. And, you know, I, at, at the time, I was like, that's a little over the top. I didn't know if that was like, now I look back at, back at it, I'm 34, and I'm like, and, I, and I'm in the industry, and I'm, and, and I'm like, that's where we need to. He's representing. We, need to, we mm-hmm. need to put suits on for our press conference. Not. After the race, no. Take your jersey. I don't, you know, like wear whatever the hell you want to wear. Underwear, I don't care. But a one press conference suit. Dave, can we make that happen? Wherever the camera's at. Yeah. Or the radio. Right over there. <laughs> whatever it is. 
Would you, would you have, if you had your thing to do over again right now, would you be a suit wearer at the press conference? I don't know if I'd be a suit wearer, but uh, what I do agree with RV, you, we need some more personality in the sport. That's, I think we're lacking that. And, and like RV said, I think, you know, with, with Anderson being, you know, saying what he said, I didn't see that. Like Monica said, I went to look and it was gone, but we need, we need writers to be themselves. Uh, if they're not themselves, then, then people aren't attracted to that. Themselves sell. 100%. Yeah. Which Jet is why Lawrence, Jet Lawrence does so well, like Jet, you said. Thank you. You took the words out it's of my fre- mouth. It's a fresh breath. What? Too many beers. You got me balled up on that as well, Monica. Is that Modella talking? That's why why Jet is so marketable because he is himself. Well, you think about this. Brock Lover's era. He started in the 70s. He finished in the late 80s, early 90s. We didn't have... If you were on a phone, you were, it was connected to your house. And if you were really a <laughs> badass, you walked around with like... I had a brick phone where I, I mean, was like, okay, yeah, okay, I looked I like mean, Elvis like, talking in the back him. of his limousine. Yeah. Even when you guys was, in okay, 07, that's, that's what I was just going to say. In 07, there wasn't podcasts. Okay, so there wasn't daily stuff. That's there wasn't was, things That's you what I was post. just going to bring up is... And we're talk, you went way back. Instagram, I, I Googled it the other day because I want to know what... Ta- what, what uh, year Instagram it was 06 I think 06 07 it's not that long ago no about the back time the, of the iPhone 1 you need to bring yeah. back the chicks on, on shoulders at podiums Brock in your era well maybe the hot Hannah tub and photo shoots with somebody, somebody sent me a picture of a podium and literally like Given a like a full kiss to the trophy girl. Yeah, like, can yeah. you imagine the you guy walking up? You guys are only t- Monica might no, go for. But if you walk up to the podium and start making out with a cigarette sponsor, <laughs> make, Marvel, yeah, making out with a monster girl. There's a photo of Stanton. He's t- he's tongue kissing the trophy girl. I saw. And then Hannah's got one girl up. I mean. You guys have no Grab shirts on? Yeah, shirt, like, right? dude, let's bring those days back. Well, the shirts off is usually you threw it to somebody in the crowd because right. they wanted a jersey. But but I, I, I see yeah, where right. RV's coming. See? see. Yep. I hot see where tub? you're... Hey. What? what? Hot tub and... <laughs> Fresno. Hot tub and... Fresno see? smooth. What? But... My guy, J- Jared, J-Star Motors, anybody need a Dodge? He's got That's you. the 90s, man. To early 2000. That was the She's best time. I feel like I would have really fit in then. I think so. No, because that was way that was that was way too that was way Hey, too, you didn't get that way till you went into Al. Like, that was hard. Eight. I had to train and shit. Like he I would love to be back then. Camp, he lost oh, his phone. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Hey, Al, no, no, didn't, hey. The early 2000s are really coming. Hey, living in that. Right, hold on, hey. we gotta take a break here because we do have a yeah. sponsor. Are we doing a dance break? We picked up a sponsor right before the show went on, and I want to give him a shout out because okay. you know him. I yep. know him, and you've even spoken to him on the phone a bunch. A friend of mine by the name of Mike Bose is back there at Cochrane Number 1. 30 lines of automobiles, and you know Bose. If he's not on his Mugen Honda, if he's not on his brand-new Montessa, he's putting people into the best cars in the road. BT, if you even wanted to come here and yeah. roll into Cochrane Number 1, my man Bose would hook you up, just so you know that. And you've met him. Any vehicle, right? Anything. He said he's got, he's got anything any, now. Any vehicle. Anything. You know the OH10? He's got you. The OH10. We got you. Ohio. I can see you in a luxury Where car. You... He calls right it the OH10. I go somewhere else, though. You probably, you probably <laughs> Land Rover. Oh, she's up or fully sponsored. Like oh, yeah, she's sponsored. Hey, yeah. you know, she's, so you're, she's you're got a, a bad, blacked out G wagon. Truck of the year. Truck of the year. <laughs> now, is there a truck you were looking for? He was asking me about this the other day. Did you mention you were looking for a truck? No. On on your show. No, I wanted a Corvette. 
You want a Corvette? And everyone was making fun of me. Why? Uh, just everyone's making fun of me. I don't want one anymore. That's a supercar. No, everyone made fun of me. Midlife crisis. No, no, stuff. no, no, so no, no, no. I'm out of a Corvette. My listeners hate. We're just bagging oh, on. You want one? I got you if you okay. want one. So right. you call my buddy right. Boge. Okay. Cochran number one. You call him. Say hey, I want one of these. Yep. So Boge. Okay. Thank you very much. He called us late, late in the day. Said I want to be part of this. I tune in back in Ohio. So. Thanks a lot, Bose. And we go back there. You'll probably have to race him on your 138-pound Elsinore against his Mugen Honda. He's, by, he's building a Noguchi Yamaha oh, right no, now. He okay. wants part of you for All sure. All right, Bose. I got, I, I got you. I got you, Bose. I got you. I, I'll take you down. So, are my buddy at Cochran, <laughs> Bose. Thanks all of us for the support. And uh, if anybody wants to check him out, I think you could probably flash something up on the screen for him at some point. And get and it going. And we can ship everywhere, right? And they ship anywhere. All right. Now, guess what? We had to get another gear. The 250 class is full of what you guys are talking about right now, the personalities of the sport. And in the 250 class, Monica, tell me about this R.J. Hampshire fella. He's the bridesmaid, and we know the guy. I was at the WW Ranch when he started on the 40th gate pick and shocked the world. What do we got to do? I like to use the word, like, Viking, like warrior. Like, he just goes after it. Nothing stops him. I mean, if you could clone him. R.J., we're talking about 250s. His heart, like... He just doesn't give up, and I'm I'm hoping for a win, maybe tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I always refer to him to Nathan like he's a warrior, like nothing. I mean, he literally got stabbed at an outdoor with a stake and kept riding. That's a true Viking. That is some Viking stuff. That's some Viking shit right there. That, you're gonna give him some yeah. Utrid, Utrid of Utrid. Oh man, can we get Utrid, Utrid on here? Oh, I would God. love that. That's Woo. Some Utrid. <laughs> Utrid. So. 250 class it should be inconsistency and all that that's not what i'm seeing right now yeah uh, i mean yeah so jet let's we'll start with him obviously um riding like he's a 450 good a 450 guy like when i watch jet ride it's effortless but and he's but the big thing is very smart when he rides um and then you have rj previous years in my opinion is fast but doesn't have a, a, a lot of race sense in him and when he got tired that really went away so now what I see is is a fit rider that can then handle himself and be able to ride at that pace I think he's still gonna have to catch jet on an off day but I think it's close you know and I really think help jet Lawrence being the younger brother of a slightly older brother and you're chasing him constantly, hanging out with his friends. You wanna be 13, not 11, you know, you're, and you, you just, I think it's actually, if you're seven, eight years apart, there's no chance. But if you're right there, you're trying extra hard to hang out. And, you know, what are you seeing? I mean, did that, that give him that, that bonus where he could come up and, and have that, that older slip sibling that really helped propel his career? Well, I mean, Ben knows from being over in Europe, and I mean, Jet was the benefactor of the fact that Hunter was over racing, based over in Belgium, practicing at Lommel. He's the young, younger brother, not quite there yet, but he got to ride with some of the best riders in the world uh, probably every single week. So that helped him a lot, and as he worked his way through as maturity got a little older, I mean, I remember even speaking with his dad years ago at the Motocross of Nations in Matterly Basin. He's like, Hunter's really good. And Hunter ended up winning the MX2 that day. But he said, actually, my younger Jet's going to, you know, he's, he's going to be something to watch, too. So he, even at that time, Jet was something special. But, our, you know, uh, RV brought up the fact when you watch Jet ride, 
he's sneaky fast. He doesn't even look like he's the fastest guy on the track. He's not. He's so efficient with what he does. He doesn't look like he's. I mean, RJ looks like he's going fast, no question about it. And he looked fast to San Diego, and he kept he kept Jet honest, no question. He kept him there. He's only yeah, a few seconds across, coming across the finish yeah, line. They were close. But you have to guess. I mean, had RJ gotten any closer, would have Jet been able to just to yeah year. he just Turn looked like he looks like he's riding at about 90 percent and then it's gonna be tough because every both main events he got the whole shot each time and they're gonna have a hard time running him down from from when he's leading off the start what do you think steve i, I gotta get your opinion on this I mean, yeah just jet lawrence is, good rider from from really uh, good rider BT wow. standpoint, yours is whack uh he he's good i mean the only bad thing he's hit the ground five times in two races <laughs> including practices and qualifying. So, Jet. So, not in the races that count. Nope. Nope. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, right? Isn't it who crosses the finish yeah, line? Yeah, first? yeah, no, no. He's, he's amazing. Just one of those crashes could catch up to him. So, yeah, he's great. Uh, do we see undefeated? Is it too early to talk, talk about that? Last time we saw him, here's, here's, okay. is it too early? Here's what I think. Uh, I here's what I, I think. Mean, okay. Here's what I think could derail that. I don't know. Like, you know, this is a triple crown race. Yes. So the sprinters really have a shot in this one. Yeah, he's a sprinter too. I'm well, still know, gonna go I'm for Jet. He's everything. Yeah, and I get it. But this is the one where somebody just has to hold right. on for what ten laps are they or something? So like okay, so if are he you, wins the overall, are you, are you for or against? I'm I'm struggling to understand where you where you sit here on the fence. Oh, I said he's amazing, like yeah, three not, times. I get that. So the only thing I'm worried about saying that he crashes a lot. The only thing I'm worried that. about is when's the last time? I don't time? think I've seen that either. Yeah. You guys got to go to the races? I mean, I was at A1. He, he, he fell has one turn before the triple. The one, the the one crash in San Diego yeah. was almost kind of funny, yeah. because, but he did actually go over he and almost over land the in the yeah, net, yeah. and it was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, but he, has, he, pushed, he put the front wheel over the over the top. He, is he, crashing, Jeff. he didn't even crashing. His body didn't even hit the ground. Yeah. give you something to talk about. So he, listen, he's the next level. I mean, he's last time we saw a guy go undefeated was Ricky Carmichael in 98. Uh, I think he can do it. I really do. Yeah, he just—he's that good. Not, in Supercross? Yeah. Two fifty. How come they don't talk about that one? Uh, we uh, only I, hear about twenty-four zero. I, I don't know, man. These would be more regional championships, east-west uh, type. Yeah, thing. but all these motherfuckers talk about regional oh, and oh. west and east. It's, if you win a championship, lights, lights east, lights west. For I mean, it's a championship. Amy, you got that one? They, I think so. I hey, think that's right. But, but it's that's all I want. But it's a developmental series. A, a, you know, we <laughs> and he beat a Canadian. But hey, too. RV, the the yeah. 250 class what? is supposed to be a developmental series, and you can. That's what it you, was. But you can point out. You can in outdoors. You can I mean, you, I understand you, that. In I, a series, I, I in a series, you, you can't out, point but out. Still, this is one thing that's oh a little, a, a but, bit like uh, that. Uh, uh, call it upsetting. Yep. Is you could probably attest to this is you see MotoGP, you see MXGP, and they and to get second in a World Series like that or to get second in super, a, a Supercross Series, like everybody always talks about the guy that wins. Rightfully so, they should. But to even get second or to win a race, like I feel like in the U.S., we don't give those dudes enough like props that are in the top three. You don't. You don't give them enough props. Well, I agree with like, you. I just. That's a, I was. That's I was walking. I went down. Listen, I, I did the track walk today. 
in, in Ricky Carmichael lead, was leading a track walk, and there was 15, 20 people who probably paid $150 to get their personal track walk. And when I walked out, a couple guys walked out with me, and I said, what do you think after seeing the track up close and personal? And they're like, I don't even think I could ride through the whoops. And this guy raced bikes all day. I said, exactly. I do get a little tired of the keyboard warriors sitting there taking people apart because even the guys that are running mid-pack and the LCQ are pretty damn good riders. So I never say, yeah, I, so you'll never see me bagging on somebody like that because the track is a hell of a lot harder. And let's let's yeah. use Ali yeah. yeah. as an example of that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Jet Lawrence, he, he's special. He's, yeah. he's, he's a special rider. He's special, right? But yeah. RJ's a damn good rider and he's got two seconds, right? To, but he's tenths off, like tenths. Not even you, tenths, right hundreds there. maybe. Right yeah, 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 yeah. And he doesn't get the he doesn't get the respect that I he think should. This, even this show we're doing right now, like we keep talking about Jet, but like back to I'm like. No, no, I understand that, but my point is, yeah. is like you get you finish second in a series. Like I feel like it should be two fifty or four fifty. It should be a bigger thing. The guy that the all of Mitch's guys or all of Star's guys, all of you know every one of these factories, they put the same effort into me as they did you we were on the same team at the same time fuck you (laughs) fuck you no chance i want to say something like i feel like to be a top 10 motocross racer supercross is the hardest thing to do in the united states you have a better chance of making a an nba basketball team than you do to be a factory motocross racer i really do and i don't think you guys get enough credit for that it's the risk it's the risk i explain that when people ask me you know, what did your husband do or what sport does he work in? And, and I'm like, it's, he would have had a better chance of be making a NFL team, right? How many, how many teammates are on a NFL team, right? How yep. many teammates are on one factory team? You got to break it. It is so hard and you guys need the credit. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel. But personally. I think if you break it down and what, what you do as a supercross rider, the like minuscule moments of it right you're using a clutch and a brake and a throttle and you're going how many feet how many feet is a rhythm lane i, don't, I use meters oh, so 16 uh, meters well the triple is 70 feet 75 right, 70 feet. and and and, the, and everyone does it like within inches, inches. you got to walk lap in lap exactly out for years and years you have to go down years. and do a track walk when you see yeah. like when you the walk you crazy. walk up to a face of a jump and you look at a face of a jump at a finish line and all it is is a wall of dirt you can't see anything but a scoreboard in the distance but why, by the way you're racing this you're but, racing but this track these you're not guys jumping the jump right. i went out there today i've right. been there in years and i shit my pants literally <laughs> you think but they land within a foot or two or three feet of each of the same spot over and over and over and over and over if they're racing another guy or they're racing a track, whatever. It is incredibly difficult what Supercross riders do, and, and people have no track, clue. When you track, you have a different appreciation. Oh, absolutely. I, I love... walk it after a race, and I'm like, your yep. bike tire has to fit in this line. Yeah. And if it doesn't, like, I how mean, do you time that? It's crazy. Yeah. You're jumping a 60-foot, 70-foot rhythm section triple, oh, and yeah. in the air, you're having to spot your landing and hit a yeah. rut. And if you like, hit the edge of the rut, you go you off and you it, crash. Well, I wasn't here, but if, if you watch on TV, A1, you come over the finish turn mm-hmm. and they were wheel tapping in and then i think tripling four out four out, four out. Yep. and that was like three four oh, i only know centimeters but how many oh, inches what yeah four. how many inches wide is that uh, i would give you that the how the, many the centimeters sweet spot would be probably <laughs> i'm gonna say in, my, in, in our terms 10 inches the ten, sweet spot ten inches. i mean what's a tire width 
Well, there we go. Let me get the Dunlop. Let me get the Dunlop. A 110 or a 120? 120 uh, millimeters, 110 well, what, millimeters. Most guys are running 120s now or yeah, 110? Yeah, most are 120 in the 450, okay. so it's 120, 120 millimeters. How many inches? Uh, I need inches. <laughs> what are guys? How many inches or what? What are we talking about? Yeah. What? Yeah, what? I mean. <laughs> Well, it, for you, this is <laughs> this is 120. <laughs> Depends on how cold the water is. <laughs> okay. Let's get back on track. You know, like yeah. what they were doing in that set of whoops at A1, right? Yep. Yep. So how many inches is a, is a tire whip? I would say it's... It will, I, let's say four and a half to five inches. Let's so say. Okay, five gotcha. inches, that, and every rider was nailing that. And, and they're doing it coming off of a triple or a quad while they're airborne having to land and go, okay, wait, I'm slightly off, so I'm going to have well, to do a little lean in the air to land in the sweet spot. I think spot. what's even more difficult, in yeah. my opinion, is coming out of a turn, a, a full 90, and then the whoop section being super close to the turn. Steve, you know, you're a rider. You come out, you get that bitch in the turn, and then you got to get that thing pointed in the right direction, and then it's... Three, wheel tap, and then four out. Listen, you guys are right. You're, you've all nailed it correctly, but to me... But to me what? To me, I have more respect for riders who win national championships. I think winning 24 motos in heat, whoa, whoa, in, whoa, whoa, in whoa, whoa, mud, okay. in sand, okay. and you go tell all me the, summer... Tell me the first mud moto we've had, the last mud, the last real mud moto we've had in outdoors. 254. Well, I don't have my uh, weather almanac on me, but I've seen some, yeah, recently. Real mud motos? Well, like, I, what's I'm what's your definition of a mud moto? Oh, what what is your definition? Like uh, Iron Man a few year, years ago? Did, okay. The year yeah. I raced it, but my point uh, being Jane, is uh, Ricky left. Uh, oh, James okay, at that's Millville. That was 07. We raced that. Yeah. So. Okay, you're wrong then. My point <laughs> my point being is yeah, I just think to win a national championship and Brock, you've got a bunch of them. I think that was 06. I just think that that's, that's something else. Like, that is a real... Well, motocross, you know, I mean, Steve, motocross has certainly changed. There's no question that, about that it. Supercross is harder. Yeah. Okay. And the reason why, you have one gate drop. That's wrong. Yeah. Outdoors, you have two times to redeem yourself. And longer. Wouldn't race... You wouldn't but every long single... Long. Wouldn't race, you always have wouldn't more racing at longer but, lengths but be harder? Ryan, but, Ryan, <laughs> you're talking overalls, and you don't pay points on overalls. Every outdoor motocross championship is... In moto is paid individually, 25, 22, 20. So it doesn't matter if you get the overall or not. You don't get bonus points on overall. So, but motocross yeah, had. We're talking about what was but like motocross, easier. Uh, yeah, that's it. Just but but your point was was that each moto didn't count. It might be supercross might be harder, might be easier. I don't you know it's hard to everybody's a little different. But when you were talking about the outdoor championships, it has changed a lot. It used to be you rode Saddleback, you rode some hard pack tracks, then you went to Southwick and you rode some sand. Now um, most of the tracks today are pretty damn groomed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we just need exactly. I know. Well, until Tomac finally got used to the the scoop pad tire, though, you know, so he started running MX14. He won like six motos in a row on it. It didn't matter if it was Red Bud. He rode it. He rode it at Bud's Creek and he rode it at Southwick. So it was like, oh, okay. So it was to run to be able to run a paddle tire at Bud's Creek. You know that they're grooming it pretty deep. Well, always American tracks. The European ones. You want to be a real man? Go over there. Well, that's how. Yeah, they. It used to be really changed. And not to say that no. I was a real man because I. But when you raced bed, in Italy. But. 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 Hey, we all saw. It was the, really fucking hard. I can we, tell you that. We, we all saw the the Arco de Trento or whatever the track and. You got to win. Yeah. You got it. You, you got to win. Last win was. In Thailand. It doesn't matter Rob, where. What, what was the last win for U.S. for a GP? Thailand. Thailand. Before me, 
Oh gosh. Okay, it's on good, the spot. Good Who knows? question. He's talking like what a one of four fifty race. No, he's talking about uh, RJ Hams. No, when did RJ Hampshire win four, WW? Four fifty. Oh, four fifty. Sorry, sorry. Okay. MX1. Call MX1. Okay. MX1. One. An American. Yeah, yes. I'm gonna go back to. Uh, in the nineties. Uh, I think it might be before that. Donnie Schmidt. No, no, he I was two fifty. No. Don't. Well, five hundred cc GP wins. I didn't. I, I never wrote no, no, a five hundred. No, no, MXGP. Are we talking about five hundred or? Two four fifty. No, no, no. no like, class, like no. my. But yes, Ben, 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 Ben. But but the Carlsbad GP was won by many oh, Americans, God. but including myself and and. Uh, but so what's the answer? Yeah. All right. Volan was a. He didn't ride five hundreds. Billy Lyles. It'd be Billy Lyles. I don't know. I'm just telling you. Oh, I don't know it. I don't know it. Google. No, oh. I don't know it. Well, they changed it obviously from 125, 250, 500, and then they but switched. But it was a long fucking time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So US just tell me how hot it was in Thailand so when you did win. I four rounds. I won one of them. Yes. Yeah, how hot before. was it in Thailand? It how hot. hot was it? it was hot. About it was 150. It was hot. It was hot. It was really humid. We can't get off track. Okay. We are getting off track. And why? We haven't even touched on Phil Nicoletti yet. Oh no! Oh, our, our guy Phil, Phil. sixty-nine hey. in your program. Actually, actually rode phenomenal. <laughs> he did. He rode. He rode well really San well at San Diego. I'm, I'm actually a Phil fan. I don't know if he know, doesn't yeah. know that. Does know that? I, I don't know. I, I, he thinks I'm a dick. I know that. He thinks of. everyone's a dick. Yeah, okay. you're fine. Yeah, but, you're good. Um, man, uh, Club MX. His both teammate of the, Enzo Lopes. Uh, Enzo and him rode yep. phenomenal. Yep. So you got Enzo. Yep. Yes, but he was. Is that because they switched hey, to Dunlops? Uh, he was running. Uh, yeah, I get it. He he got eighth, but he ran in the top five for a while, right? Yeah. The problem with Phil is he's not doing any of the jumps. He's doing just doubles. Well, he's so I mean, he, he's thirty-four. Yeah, yeah. That's what he tells us. It. I his mean, starts and his whoops are dialed. I don't know if I'm going to jump those jumps, especially that's what now. He says he says he's I mean, too old to jump the triples. So. But yeah, he's, he's uh, look. His teammate Enzo Lopes is probably the surprise of the series. Yep. Yep. Great start. Rode, rode phenomenal yeah, at uh, San Diego. Yep. Phenomenal. And, and, as Enzo likes to point out, and I kind of forgot about this, Brock. At Salt Lake last year, he qualified P1. He yep. had some bike problems in a crash yep. in the main. But yep. Enzo's like, hey, last year I was doing this too, and so I, I feel like you know he's coming into his own a little bit. Yeah, he definitely. The fact that he was not even mentioned, even as like a top four or five guy at the 250 class at the start of the year, I, he took it to heart, and yep. he was like, wait, 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 wait. And, and he talking to the Club MX guys, you know, they they did switch over to our tires. So I'm a lot more communication with them. They were telling me how good he looked in practice, so he, they kept telling me, watch for Enzo, watch for Enzo. So it uh, he did look great, and 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 Phil, hey man, RV. He's right. Phil looked good at San Diego. See that number 69 getting around the track? That was pretty cool. What about Cole Thompson, Canadian? Yeah, he's doing all right. Privateer team, right? Doing all right. Um, Oldenburg, I've been impressed with Oldenburg a little bit, coming from the back, both races. Under the guidance of Tony Alessi. Under the guidance of Tony Alessi. Um, and then what about the star guys? What are we, what are we, what are, are we waiting? What do we know about there? That uh, which part? Futures? Well, oh, should we this, not the futures? No. <laughs> oh, We're in a okay. 250 oh, class. Well, I mean, we so have right an hour now, left. Miles Robertson. I mean, me and BT might take up this whole hour. Well, okay. Well, we got it. We got two. I mean, 2007 is long. Yeah, yeah. 24 so, but, motos, bro. <laughs> so, hey. So right now, though, they've been. Uh, you know that you know Bobby Reagan. I bet there oh, has I'm, been some talk. Well, I asked Levi guys. what Bobby said after Anaheim won to him, and he said, "I don't know. I left before I got yelled at." So Kitchen was just out of there just before he got yelled at. But, yeah, I mean, look, Styles took Levi down, not on purpose, of course, in San Diego. I told Levi today, personally, I would have never started outside the box. Well, hopefully he or wherever the you. hell he started. Right, right, right. He was five too far out. 
did he say yes? He's going to listen to you? I hope. I, All right. Yeah, I'm gonna, I mean. I, look, I really like Levi, so I am going to go over there this weekend oh. and. Try to help him out. Got to do, do something for him. Because I know he's really good and he's super talented. But if I don't care how talented you are or how fast you are, you can't get your ass off the line. You ain't got nowhere. Well, right now he's two for four in finishing career supercrosses. You know he's going to be a bit frustrated. So go over there. Help him out. I mean, yeah, I yeah. will. I feel like I, at this point I have to. And Styles' starts that he had on the Husqvarna have kind of gone missing, but it's only two races. So he's on a star well, he bike. He came back from injury and he, had those kind of starts. He did. He did. So we'll hopefully on the Yamaha he can get back up front. Just give a shout-out to Nate Dog for that. I think it was yeah. all him probably. Yeah, it was all Nate Dog. It was all, it was all Nate, Nate Dog. Well, as much as Nate's taking Craig down, he's bringing Malcolm <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Hey. Whoa. Whoa. He keeps dropping okay. his phone over here. So we got a few other guys I want to mention in here. Guys that, uh, you know, I think have, you know, Max Voland, factory KTM, has a teammate this year that will be riding on the East Coast. For the last couple of years, hasn't anybody to help them develop the bike. He's been the lone rider on the team. But, man, he had a couple, a couple brain – he messed up turn one a couple times. That's uh, an understatement, especially when they had the red flag restart there. That was, uh, did you guys get to see that one? The uh, selfie stoppy over the bars. That was odd. odd. A little too much front brakes. So I want to hear Ben because Ben definitely, Ben's touch and go. He's over here for a week or so and he's out of here. So you can say whatever the heck you want. I want to hear, I want to hear. That that was completely right air. That was a brain fart. I was shocked. I actually. What he he has on his chest is coming out. No, I'm with you, Ben. I watched, I watched that replay start and it was a brain fart all the way. I mean, came in there way too hot inside of a rider, maybe thought he was going to punt him out of the way and just started riding the brake and it was like a slow motion stoppy. He thought it was a kick. Even think Kevin Windham in an opening ceremony session, and then all of a sudden it just keeps going over the bars. I'm I like, don't think he thought he was going to punt him. He just wasn't thinking. I mean, how do you ride the front wheel for about 10 meters yeah. and then go over the bars? I, I don't. Like I the mean, meters. That's I I just how many, how many yeah. feet is that? Glovers right away to the meter. He probably even <laughs> 33 out feet. The right thing too. 33 feet, 33 feet, 10 meters. Yeah, in my eyes, he, he's got to go back to the drawing board a little bit, Max does, in my in my opinion. I only see it, I don't know Max, and I don't, but he needs to go back to the drawing board because it's not working what the way he's doing it. That's, that's clear in, in my eyes. Well, the 250 guys are n- noted for, you know, you, you make a mistake early in the race, you char- charge too hard, you do something, and it just ruins your whole night. But, in, yeah, in, that, in a heat race, you do the same thing. You already had a problem in the heat race, and then when they red flagged and had a restart, and then to do a stoppy over the bars yeah. endo going in on a restart. Yeah, and then he's and then. He's got more experience than the mistake he made. Ab- absolutely. And then, as, as Steve pointed out, in the LCQ, he takes the lead and then falls. So I'm sure, you know, the whole KTM camp's probably pulling their hair out, and I'm, th- I'm sure he is too. I mean, so Max, Max has got to right the ship real soon. And in round three, hopefully tomorrow night he will. But he's got some talent to put it up on the podium, I think. So let's go see what happens. What do you think, Garvey? You're never short on opinion. Uh, I think that I've watched Max kind of come in and um, previously as an amateur riding those, that electric kind of e-bike. He, the, the kid has a ton of talent. Uh, what I see lacking for me is a little bit of the uh, aggression's not the word, but like, and scared isn't either, but just timid. I guess timid is the word I was looking for is like he needs to make moves quick and not be afraid of what's going to happen. 
if you come in and run it in on somebody. Like I feel like he's he's too nice. He's too nice. He, he needs more intent of what he's going to do. He's the skill sets there. I don't use the word talent. The skill set is there. We've exactly what RV's talking about. Like he he has the skill set, but the intent's not there. So that's that's what I think. Well, he's one for four in his last three or four races for making. Like I think he I think he's really good. Yeah. He uh, that's not good on factory KTM. So one for four for making the main. It's not good, but here's the other here's the other thing. Like he could be a little bit of a late bloomer, you know. But the 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 bummer with our sport is is if you're in, you're on the fucking hot seat. You're you're out. So you better shit or get off the pot. He had a three year deal. It's the last year of his deal. And he's got to make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So. BT, when you look at that class right now, the 250 guys, and you see a guy like Cameron McAdoo in there that's in third, uh, you know that this guy has a breakout coming any second now after mm. watching how hard he went last year. A couple of other injuries. He doesn't have a lot of support out there, no other teammates. Is it easier when you're one of the lone guys on the team, or is it easier when you have a full, full roster? Oh, I don't know, but for for me, for Cameron, he he's right on the cusp of it. Like it looks like he's right there to do it, but he he needs to make sure that he's able to really execute what he can do during the week. Because I don't see. Do you see that I, I, on the weekend? I don't see what he does during the week in my eyes. Like he's a he's got a great coach. He he does all of the riding, you know, and and Nick would keep him really accountable. But I don't see that same guy turning up on, well, at least what I see on TV, I don't see that same guy turning up on the weekends. That's how it looks to me. I mean, in, it be, uh, you can say, like, in that position, like, uh, you know, I think he's a great rider, and I think he can do really, really well, but there's some guys that have it and don't. I mean, the, like, I think Cameron is, man, he's a tough some bitch, that's for sure. Daytona. I mean, he's had some of the hardest crashes, I think, of anybody, and he gets back up and gets on the motorcycle. So I'm hoping to see something that is that he's really going to, like, find that next little stride. But I think he's re- he has to find that. Like, if he doesn't find that next level, I think he's going to be good. But, he'll, but greatness or great in the lights class or, you know, moving that next – winning to that next step, it, it may be tough. You know, the, the other class we, or group of guys I think we need to mention, you and I have watched them, the, the Gas Gas Factory team. I mean, they've got great talent. They just seem to, they're just an ingredient right there. What, what, I know you talk a lot with Will Hahn, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you give him an amazing amount of shit, correct? Well, yeah, because everybody loves Will Hahn. Everybody. Right. All right. right. So what's he telling you? Well, I think so Pierce got third in overall last year. And a quiet third overall, a little bit of injury uh, help with that. But still, third overall is third overall. And I think, yeah, going in, they're like, hey, Well, I think that's what, like, BT was talking about. You get a third overall and no one even mentions it. You don't even talk about it. Like, what, a, well, what an amazing feat. I, I think you know? we did. But, yeah, he, I think if you're Pierce and TLD, you'll want to take that next step. And it hasn't happened. I mean, hey, Steve, does, do you talk? Yeah, he's up 2-0 on me. But I won the outdoors last year. <laughs> what did we win? I don't know. This is the phone. But yeah. Will yeah, but- Will Hahn is flipping is. Steve off yep. for whatever reason. What? What? what, 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 what he's two and zero. You said two and zero. Two and zero. Yeah. On what? What's he? Dunlop promo right there. Didn't yeah. he have to? What's he? Will. So Will set a car tire. So yep. if he went over and did it right on top of a Dunlop tough block, yeah. and everybody would get a photo. So yeah, it it's a whole thing, Arby. Yeah. I won outdoors last year, though. So. What'd you win? Well, just 
the game we do every week. And what's the game? Just first time we see each other, we flip each other off. Okay. And so you won that. I won outdoors. He wants, He's up 2-0 to start the year. So okay. Real, real, real big battle. I'll, I'll, I'll text you updates if you want. I could, I, I could probably get in that one. I'd probably win that one, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, we did. So. Yeah, yeah, we got Were in there. Sleeping? All right, one other, one other what person. About, I mean, well, go ahead. Who? I'm, keep, you tell me who. Well, I don't know. I mean, we have... It's eight seventeen, and we haven't oh, talked like, about two thousand seven. We are we talking hot tub we, shoots? Oh, two thousand seven, and then hot tub shoots on the way out. All right, all right. Well, hey, final over. thoughts on the two fifty class, then. Final thoughts. I don't know. BT should give that give, one. Give me your. Well, I want each of yours. I'll be here all weekend. All right, give me yours. <laughs> now he's gonna be here. All, he hasn't made a race here. Who <laughs> me? Oh him. Ah. He goes home you early and watches on TV. You didn't come to A1? I did come to A1. I was here fucking at 9 o'clock in the morning. He's, he tell you he's yeah, got land. He owns land. We saw him. Nah, <laughs> he's a farmer. One acre. One acre. He's gone by 11. Where do you see <laughs> the money <laughs> cup? Right. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. Uh, Levi Kitchen. We've got to see that guy. He's got he's to come out and perform. He, he's showing us flashes of it, but he hasn't actually executed it completely. Uh, Golden Boy, what are you thinking right. for this 250? Is that your sign? Yeah. I think the question. By the way, my sign is if I need another Coors Light is Big B over there. I just tip the hat and he that's, brings uh, it over. He's my. My, uh, my question: Can Jet go? Can he win them all for the for the West there? I and, agree. Uh, that's he's, that's, he's that's next my level. Question. I think. Yeah. I think we're gonna start. Like, okay, so let me ask you this, Brock. You're a stat guy. If he win, if he doesn't win all three Triple Crowns but wins the overall, is his undefeated streak still going? I say yes. Boy, yeah, the overall is all they pay points on. Okay. So it's an overall win, and all it goes right. in the record books as an overall win, yes, because they use the Olympic scoring system for the three motos, find out the overall winner, and you only pay points on one. So, yeah, Rock I guess it counts. Rock says it counts. Monica, you're an Olympian. Yep. Of course. All right, so who you see at this uh, pivotal round three as we get ready to shuffle out of uh, California for a little bit, Miss West Coast? Miss <laughs> West Coast? Yeah. Um, doubt it. I mean, you can't deny Jets – talent i mean of course i want i would love to see rj up there um he's up and there it can, and it can happen because he at san diego i mean he's right there he was right there and anything can happen that's a great part yes. about supercross anything can happen in the race so i mean i think it's between jet and rj i mean they all finish the same um like you said cameron I think he's a little off their pace, personally. I will say that it's very hard to get points on people when the finishes finish the same. As a racer, right. you turn around and it's, Dunge, second. Motherfucker. It's like, the same. It's only two points. Or <laughs> At the time, it was it was, three, what, three, was 25. Three, three, three. Yeah, and three when points. you only have eight races. And you have eight races. Right. So like when you get consecutive nine, finishes sorry, like that. Nine, okay, nine. Um, that's really hard to get points. So. I feel like it's still uh, Hampshire's in the striking distance still I, I'm because excited for it. I'm here for it. When it finishes like that, that's really hard. When you have these finishes that are first and eighth and tenth and then first again, you can gain a lot of points quick. Yeah. Well, Jeff's so got it. six, and what's the worst he can do? We saw last year he went off the track with fork there. I know. Blew himself up and still got third. I, I don't know what to tell you, but yeah. it's. I mean, yeah. I'm just. Hey, we're in just 2023 saying. now. It's a new year. Okay. Okay. Yep. Well, we're getting ready to talk about a brand new thing, the futures. And before we do, we've got the brand new monster alcohol up here. It's a hard 6%. 
Uh, they hooked us up with some of these up here just to show you folks. Obviously, Monster has been a giant part of the world of motorsports for decades. They continue to do so, and we thank our good friends from Monster for teeing us up up here. And they taste just like the drinks. Oh, yeah. yummy. I mean, with this six looks like the white sugar-free. This is the regular, and that's the peach. I don't know how I know that, but um, anyway. <laughs> We'll just You're just there. asking for a friend. So it's a monster a with horsepower. We're start with the water before we drink, and then with sparkling there right there. Go. Boom. And with the big horsepower stuff. That's right. <laughs> now we're going to talk about, and we're going to start with you this time. You never had this opportunity. You never had this opportunity. Neither did you. Just a short time ago, Motocross and Supercross started the Combine for Motocross, Futures for Supercross. And opportunities for these, these riders, and we've heard about them, the Danger Boys, we heard about Ryder Francesco, all these guys. They now have an opportunity to really get comfortable in the environment. I understand they're racing at like 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock tomorrow night, so they're going to be in the show. What's your take? Is this, I mean, obviously, I think it's a great thing for them because it prepares them. You didn't have this. What's When you first heard about it, what did you think? You're saying the 1975 high school motocross championship well, that, did that prep ran you. during the Anaheim first Anaheim Supercross doesn't count? No. Nope. We're it. a pioneer. Yeah, we didn't have any riders coaches with us. I do love the Supercross futures. There's no question about it. Five rounds this year, running in the night program. They got their practicing in today. Uh, Chad Reed's out here, coach, helping them if they need any coaching. Most of them already have riders coaches. But it, it's it's pretty impressive because they get treated just like the pros riding on the same track and they get to do their whole program today and tomorrow and again they race their main event right before the third the third heat races of the triple crown in the 250s so they are going to be on tv and this is this is pretty much the big real deal without being right in the 250 class so. and if i'm not mistaken you have to go through this to race supercross it's not like oh it's a little bonus for you if you don't score points in this they're not going to give you your license to come up and turn pro. Well, in order to be invited to the Supercross Futures, uh, you had to get a recommendation either from an OE manufacturer or another a letter written uh, by them or be on one of their Team Green or uh, the Yamaha Blue Crew teams. So, and what's the Orange Brigade, and, and I'm trying to think about all the programs. So it's not just any willy-nilly rider gets to sign up for this thing. You have to be recommended to be on there. So there's 23 top riders in our amateur programs. This is kind of the best cream of the crop. we got Hayden Deegan. we got some other riders in there. Daxton Bennett, I think, is uh, listed on there. I didn't see him riding today, but I did I did see Preston some of the other Booth guys. Preston Booth out there. Yeah, yep. Cawthorn. Yep, and Casey Cawthorn. Casey Cawthorn, Casey Cawthorn was Talon out there. Hawkins. Yep, yep. And so those two riders. Get him in. Get him in, Monica. Yep, hey. I mean, get him in. Husky get guys. them bitches in. So you got to get them in now. Hayden Deegan and Casey Cochran were the <laughs> only two riders to get into the one-minute flat time, so they were going plenty quick because the track is quite long. Okay, but, but we so, got to talk about so, BT's guy. Only a yep, big part here's because... Here's the secret right here. That's it. I was going to lead it right to you. All the way from New Zealand. I already heard it. Two Supercross tracks. I yep. talked to BT. Big big teammates. Yep. We're, we're getting, Townley, this is going to be quick, by the way, yep. because we okay. 07 was a, was a long season. All the way here from New Zealand, um, Ben Townley, you were working with a young, what you described as almost like a phenom from New Zealand there. Tell us about what you're But when I do. called BT, which I thought practice was over, I was thinking, I'm going to talk to him. Hey, how'd your guy do? He answers the phone while the dude's doing practice. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's tight. I can hear the bikes going in the background. It's just, he's... Fuck, he's crushing it, you know. Like, and I will say that uh, it's not a fucking easy mission to come over to the U.S. Who's or your guy? For Can you give us a, a name? Well, in a second, it, it, or for an American to go to to Europe. 
just yeah, to me. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, d you went from New Zealand to Europe to the States. Yeah. I mean, I, I, can, I only went one place for a short time. And, and short time. yeah, four and a half months. <laughs> it was a very, very short time. I mean, tell him. Quick. Any good? Was it, okay. no, I, was, he, but he didn't have Shannon McSherry hey. running his program like you did over there. Was uh, yeah. Hey, those Dunlops were hooking up. Was, was I any good? Was I any good? You a decent eye. You a decent eye. No, I, I think I know. we'll keep on track here. Who's your guy? We're talking about the lights guy. That, and I, what I was saying was is a big... Um, how hard is it to come over? I guess is the easiest thing to just put it out. How hard is it to come over to the U.S. as a kid that you told me was 14? Just turned 15. Just turned 15, coming from New Zealand and racing futures. For first, first time ever being in a real stadium. So I guess keep your microphone. How hard was it going to Europe? At, at how old were you? I was old at that time. I, I wasn't... And it was tough, right? Yeah, it was So the hardest thing I've ever done. So this kid, his name's Cole Davies, and you guys would have seen him out there today. And he... Uh, 17. Yeah. And it, riding a dirt bike's not the hardest part of it. It's getting on a plane. You were in the pits. RV came over to the pits today. He, he, yeah, they're out of the back of a Silverado. Easy up in Silverado. That's not the point. He would have never... He, he's, he's never been... The closest he's ever been to you is in New Zealand on a on a TV. You know, so that, like, I, they, I don't that, think of it that way. Like, yeah, I don't that, look at I'm guys... I'm trying to explain the, it. I'm trying to explain I'm it listening. to you, right? To everyone that's watching, he's like, holy... He's catching flies. <laughs> Mouth open. Yeah, he's catching flies. So the environment and the, the experience is the biggest thing and I, and I was pretty hard on him today and I was because he wasn't riding and I talked to him a lot because I spent a lot of time with him about riding to your potential and he wasn't until I spoke to you when you rang me and he was still riding I was, I was really pumped up because he was riding to his potential and the biggest factor is the experience it's like you gotta, you got to uh, take this in, into context. Our country's got 5 million people total. Like it's a small country. There's two Supercross tracks in New Zealand. I've got one. And he has both. And he has one. You know, <laughs> so like to ride a Supercross track, we don't have any racing whatsoever. So, uh, so when his father and his father's in the, uh, here tonight and he said, you know, we want to look at, you know, going to America and, and giving him an uh, opportunity to race... I said, well, if you're going to do it, Essex Futures is the way to go. And with, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, and, and you all might have a different, the sport's miles behind in this in, in, in America in fostering the youth. Because I've they, always said that... Like, Levi M Kitchen is a perfect example. MXGP has 80s racing, the same track that the MXGP guys are racing. Levi Kitchen's a perfect example. He doesn't have enough experience inside... Angel Stadium, that, that that environment, in my opinion, and you've got to foster them. And this program will prove that. I I guarantee you because they're going to go out there and they're going to get that experience. And then in in two, three, five years, you're going to see these these amateur kids. I mean, you look at Hayden, the way he rode today. What did he do? A minute flat around that around that track? I don't think the you know Eli's going to ride. Just just inside a minute flat, and the 250 guys aren't going to be much quicker. 
So the, the environment that they're putting these riders into, usually when they go pro, it's just like, it's horrid, right? It's just cartwheel well, after How cartwheel. hard was it for you to come over here? Yeah, it was hard. But I was a different, I was 21 when I came. Way older, back. way yeah, older. A lot older. But for these riders to go from Loretta Lynn's. Well, he was already a world champion too when he came uh, Exactly. But, but the point ben being, was. for these guys to go from Loretta Lynn's straight to Anaheim, they've got to create an environment. And it's no different to, what do you guys call it, NFL? You know, you, you do you do your college stuff. And by the time they turn pro, the environment, it's the environment that they experience. They're, they're ready to go. And, and, and well, you're going to see a big benefit. Programs, though, a lot of the teams, Star Racing is a good, Yamaha is a Those guys good were example. good today. They have... They have a program where all their riders are riding down at the tracks together, and Hayden Deegan and their amateur riders are plugged right into that thing. So next thing you know, they're spinning laps with Levi Kitchen. They're spinning laps with Styles Roberts. They're spinning laps with these guys every day. These Can I butt in? Partners. Yeah, well, I watched them today. That's yeah. like legal cheating. Yeah, it is. But yeah. the other teams are and starting to And so was Cochrane. Cochrane was really say, good. The other teams are all doing it too. And Honda's done it now too. And, and they, yeah. you know, so, you know, Chance Hymas has come through and all of a sudden he went from being kind of their factory supporter guy to like there's, he's practicing with the top guys. He's moving, you know, staying in California a lot more, riding with the guys. So going to Florida, spinning laps with Chase Sexton and the boys. So it's not, there. there is... There is a, a program these teams are implementing to have these riders spend more time. But you're spot on when it comes to – they even talked to the, today at the, at the riders' meeting as you were there and I was yeah. there with and guys yeah. like Chad Reed. And, and we're talking – it was like, it's going to be different. You're going to have a sold-out Anaheim Stadium when that gate drops for you guys tomorrow night. And it's going to feel a whole bunch different than it did at Loretta's or a local race. And I can speak to that because the first pro race I did in America was Atlanta. You know, that, that's 80,000. Yeah, 70,000. Yeah, when you're on the start line, you need binoculars to see the people up in the nose bleeding stands. And, and I honestly believe you'll see in two to three years, you'll see the benefit of the program that's created. I really do that. I really do see well, that. Rob has been involved in the in, in the beginning of the outdoor of the MX combines where that was their that was their thought that they need to expose these riders at the nationals and then it carried over now to the supercross and so now they're combining as you've seen the both series working together in collaboration that they are now doing this for that very purpose. And RV spoke to that point in Europe. They do it currently, they call it EMX and they have it 65, 85, 125 and 250 before you go pro 250 and so and i think it breeds a whole different rider instead of coming right out of the red lens which is with your mom and dad the whole nine yards like it's it's only 20 minutes and you get three motos you I, know i really think the way that i've structured it this year over I, five days <laughs> yeah over five days I which can't is a great you know, which platform. is a great platform, but yeah. it's not what is from Loretta Lens to Supercross. But what I can speak to today, and it's my first experience, is giving them three sessions today and three sessions tomorrow. These, the, that, that's like double the time that they're going to get in that environment. 
No, hats off to the whole program with Feld and, and, and the AMA for doing it because, as you mentioned, they're getting three full sessions on Friday and three full sessions on Saturday. That's about twice the track time as the pro riders get because they get three sessions total. And it is. It's like, yeah, we're going to double up the time they're on the track because these kids need it. And uh, you're going to see, as you said, the feeder system to the top level. We need up-and-coming stars to come up into, and, and this, the Supercross futures, a lot of them are going to come out of there. I remember Nathan talking about this, and he wanted it for a while, too. Being a part of amateur for because program for exactly. eight years, he was like, they have no exposure to Supercross. And like you said, then they go to Arena. Remember when they did Arena Cross for a little bit to get your points? Yes. And which is nothing like a Supercross track. And then they go out there, and then they're, supposed, they're expected as a factory guy to perform at that level meanwhile they're like what's going on here you know like what other sport can you go and play under the lights so, like that so i want to speak yeah, to yeah. that point right so so nathan's been involved in the amateur program the the orange brigade for, for a while before where he is now and and correct me if i'm wrong but the industry chooses their riders for supercross and supercross is 70 percent of of the sport that's where we have the most TV, the most income is. Like, literally, that's kind of what it, you know. Like, if you're uh, Eli Tomac, yeah. you can choose it. But we, know, we, we know Mitch really well, it's right? 80 20. Exactly. Well, it's 80 20. It's more than I thought, right? But don't you guys grow up riding outdoor yeah, tracks? That's right? the point, right? Like, so, this is you where you're going to see a swing now. Yeah. And, and, I can, and I can speak to that because of what I've seen in Europe with the way that they've done it. And I'm not a Europe guy or an American guy. I'm from New Zealand, so I, I sit in the middle. But what you've seen is the environment that they've been, ex they've been exposed to, mm -hmm. and now you're going to start to see that. And they'll be more prepared. More It'll prepared, be, of course yeah, they are. for sure. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a but great it, idea. It, turned, it started turning. Uh, I grew up, it's crazy. My first, I didn't ride Supercross till my fourth year of my Yamaha contract. My mechanic literally called it stupid cross, and he because the sport was a little more in its infancy, and motocross was more important. And it started to me when I really started seeing the shift in my eyes is when the McGrath era. I mean, it became a show yeah. and showtime, and Jeremy's name became a household name in in non motorcycle family. And bigger sponsors and came. Bigger out sponsors then. came along, and to me, Supercross really became more important. Right about the very, very end of the 80s and definitely the, during the McGrath era, in my opinion. The 90s, but, what? But now, I was just about to say, are we going to talk 90s. about the 90s? I'm sorry. The 90s. Now, Steve, do you want to add to it? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. I think what we saw was a, a, a series of failures of top yeah. amateur riders, right? The OEMs putting a lot of money, supporting a lot of riders and not having results. This and then is, This has happened way before. I think Justin was probably the first one, Barsha, that really had FC on but a 80. That gets to my next point. So we saw some failures, but then what did we see? Then we saw teams and saying to riders, okay, we're going to start you outdoors. You're going to, Tomac, Wilson, Barsha, we're going to start you outdoors, get you used to pros. The days of dropping a 16-year-old into Anaheim, you know, Bradshaw, Stu, me, you, I think the I OEMs. Race Nate Dog. The OEMs were 16? learning a little bit, right? Uh, no, I how was, old are you? Yeah, you weren't 16. Uh, oh but. yeah, I was just turned 17. Years really? Old. Yeah. But I think the OEMs. So the OEMs learned from. Wait, hold on a second. How did, uh, by the time you were 17, hadn't you won a national championship? Something like that, right? He, we just watched San Francisco the other day. Nate Dog won it. I crashed. Oh, I watched Nate mud Dog. Race. I watched Nate Dog win. That was a mud race. Yeah, that was a great race. Finish line. I crashed. 
That should have been that one. That Thank you for been, that. That should have been, been, been Fairy's Rice for the record. Okay, so we've had a good time with the 450s and 250s, and I think every single panelist here agrees that the futures not only has a strong position, but it's going to really give these guys an accelerated rate up to that next level. Now, speaking of next levels, let's go in the Wayback Machine to 2007. We know it's that the, we know that the, the 90s or 2000s, no, 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 not no. the Wayback Machine. This is Wayback Machine. Way back pretty Wayback. So, the first time I met Ben, we were over in was it Lear Up for the Des Nations? America didn't come. It was 9/11, and he had the first motorcycle that I've ever seen explode on the track. Remember when your engine just it, you know, you, you oh I blew my motor and there's a little smoke, flames and it part of the engine cases blew apart and the whole bit. So that's when I met him. He was over there with uh, Josh Coppins and um, Daryl Hurley, I think, was over there first. He had the points lead in the World Supercross back in the day. From Remember that? We you, were leading the Motocross of Nations. You guys were leading the Motocross of Nations. It was the craziest track I've ever seen. But then I run into him again when he comes over here and is part of the team. Then you two become on the exact same team under the same suspension director, under the same race team owner, on the same brand. And you two basically had an intergalactic war going that year. I think you guys need to reveal and tell us a little bit more about what we don't know about 2007. I think people, I think people like to think it was a war. No, well, I mean, we can make it all. Yeah, uh, honestly, it we was. Twice. Yeah. All I think of is poor Medi. Just third. <laughs> Just poor Medi. Think he was like, ah. Oh. Pissed at Austin for taking me out yeah. in Steel City. Yeah. Oh, you when he lost the front wheel? Yeah. Well, well that was Mitch's fault, though. You did. How much did you pay him? You did. How uh, much did you pay him? 20 bucks. It was easy then. <laughs> Let's go back to the first race, the first outdoor. Where are we at? Hangtown. Hangtown. I think, did you win? You won that one. Do you not remember me winning that one? <laughs> you, well, <laughs> I won the first moto because I just watched it the other day. Did you? I think so. Recap. Well, I didn't He's watch it. The boys watched it. Look how good so I am. Look how good I am. One going through, and that was one that came up. I said, oh, yeah, we got to watch this one. And remember I pushed the front before that uphill? <laughs> no, I don't remember that. You don't remember that no. one? Yeah, that's, I got you had the second one. You're a little husky at the start of the season, I remember. You think? <laughs> well, fuck, I had, you know, I just get in shape. Fat? Is that how you say fat? Is, it my, <laughs> is that thick? Thicker than a snicker? Thick. <laughs> am, I, am, I th am I thicker than a snickers now? <laughs> You're hey, a little thick. husky. Yeah, so are you. I'm grabbing your fucking pooch right now. Hey, thick thick thighs save lives. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. See? Old Monica knows. Mm -hmm. Now, well. Uh, All right, so you get done with that place where your guys are both thicker than two Frosties. Then where did we go? I wasn't thick at that time because I was with Alden at that point. So there's definitely no chance. I you was came thick. over with yeah, Alden because Rick. shit through your ribs. Because Ricky made you come over, huh? <laughs> Uh, I don't know, High Point? No, you didn't come out of the High West Point. Coast and go all the way to High Point. Yeah, no, we, there was a middle, uh, there was a second round. Colorado? No, High yeah, Point. Yeah, it was, Colorado. Then really? High Point, I think. No, 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 no. Remember I blew into you at the, at the at, remember I, there was that down the long, long hill, make the left, and we came up to a right-hander, and I blew over the hay bales and smashed it in the side of you, first moto. Where at? At Colorado. No, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, see, we don't. 
I remember BT smashing in the shorty of Colorado designation. You ask writers, oh, you remember that? When you fucking, uh, we seen your side panels like three times in a row. I don't remember that one. But man, I almost pushed the front over here. I was like, no, I didn't see that one. So well, then you guys go there, and now the championship's no, no, we getting close. No, no, high point. Second round was a high point, I don't for think sure. That, Rob would know. That's high. Bones was a second round at high point. That doesn't seem right. Colorado was in the series. Nah, thank you, Bones. So we had, hey, we're, hey, were we at Binghamton? Mathis is looking no. it up, right? Okay. Oh, we got phone. Steve. I got a good the... memory one. I want to have a good memory, bud. <laughs> the one-on-one is memory over there. <laughs> We got all the memory. All the no, memory. no, we went, we went Hangtown and then High Point. Was it? Yeah, High Point. Yeah, and JG won the first moto. JG won That's the first moto. That's the only moto so that PC didn't win. By the way, yes. So instead of going 24 Are you done, Brock? See you, Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Bathroom break. Instead of going 24-0, we went 23-1. 20, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. So we, we won every moto except for one. I mean, Rob, Rob you called it. I, I, it's I, I your was there. fault. Like, Mitch has pissed at you. You think? Yeah, because I I damaged my front wheel. I damaged my well, front wheel. Well, I don't wheel. know what happened to me, but what, what, what if I had You an, sucked what, a fat one. What if I had an excuse? What was it? Uh, maybe a bad start? Round two, high point. Then really? where we go? CBT knows. Uh, South Oh, up to the sandbox. Oh, South How'd that go for you? Well, I won. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Mathis, do you want to? I think fact so check it. Did I won. we? I see. So we should have done this. All these shit paperwork BT we have up one. here. We know what's going on two today, one, but. BT two one one two. See, I think we split every moto except for maybe. Nah. Two let's, races. Let's forget the end of the season. We, we won't get down to the end. Of no, the season. but I think we split almost every moto except for one or two. We I'd, can tell you, can't we? Two one one two. Look, he's a he's the racer well, we got archives. This, oh yeah, we got you all guys, this. You guys split. You split Hangtown. Could you get better internet? It does. This, why is it so slow? Uh, two times yeah, a two, touch. Ten one for BT at a high point. Oh, point. oh, that was the championship right there. Yeah, that was yeah. that. Uh, front wheel. Front wheel. Smoke's gone, Bones. <laughs> you go to Bud's Creek. You go one one. No, I. Oh, that hurt, Bud's Creek. <laughs> that hurt. Yep. I got you that nation. No, but but too. high point, high right point. Did you pay tickle to come left out of the gate? No, it or? wasn't tickle. Oh, then oh. you guys go to Red Bud. One one two two. Oh. I thought we split more motos. Then you go to Unadilla. No, to we we split motos at Washougal. You go to Unadilla. I won Washougal, but I won one the hometown three? race. He did. One three at Unadilla. For the overall. Yes. Very international track for you. Dungey beat me. Oh, that's when I went, I went down hard. Radiator. Ra yep. Radiator. <coughs> where where Pastrana went down. Was that 99 when you Travis guys, went down? You guys went to Thunder Valley. 2-1 for BT. 1-2 for you. Millville. Millville. Yeah, let's not talk about Millville. You should have printed these results out, like you said. There's something wrong with the, with the archives I mean, at Millville. He got me at Washougal. He won my home race. It was only your home race. Millville was a good one. Did you win much? Yeah. But we don't need to talk. Bones, I'm not even how calling much it out. did he pay you? Bones is calling it out. He paid you? How many beers no. did he buy you, Bones? Tell us about it. Let's hear from this, you. You tell me. I've never talked to RV about this. All right, let's yeah, talk. Neither have I. All right, so All right. This is first time. So uh, we've gone Hangtown. All these rounds before. RV's gone 1-2. I've gone 2-1. Or, or opposite. 
pretty much no no that's how it's gone i won all of them up till that point you won all of them well except for high point because i had that problem I think you're full of shit. No, no, ask Mathis. Where are we at again? Um, where's, where's the overalls at? One, Bud's Creek, one, one. Okay. And then BT Redbud. Redbud, I won. BT won round three. Okay. Yeah. You he won, said he won. He you went. won round four. What was round four? Uh, Bud's Creek. No, no, no. My, Bud's Creek was later than that. Okay. He's looking up the archives, bro. I guess, yeah. You know. I mean, yeah. he's on the vault. June 17th. <laughs> the Racer X vault. Bud's Creek, it's then up where right we go. Now. Red Bud. So anyway, my point being is when we got to Millville, I'd won, I'd won more overalls, but we'd split motos. It didn't really we matter. split a lot of motos. I tell you what, my bank manager liked it because I got more income. <laughs> Bonuses were bigger for the overall. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> don't matter about the points, baby. Yeah, yeah one, two, two, one, doesn't matter. <laughs> So yeah, it does matter to the bank manager. It mattered a lot. <laughs> the longer the day, the shorter so, the drinks. Okay, Millville, because I have to ask this one. All right, go ahead. No, I'm asking the question. So, okay. Oh, okay. So Millville. The foreigner is asking the question. So the Millville, I'm leading yes. the first moto, which is unusual because up till that point, every first moto you had led yes. and won up till that point. Yep, one, two. And at that point, you're leading, and you let me by. That top turn. Did RL did R, did RL say something to you? Well, so we went back. So you, I think you won the first moto of that. Of but you let me by. Yes, yes, but you won the first moto. Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. So. But you were leading. And you passed me. Well, I didn't pass you fair and square. You you let me by. No, no, no. That was moto two, bro. A hundred percent, because I know this one for sure. No, it was Moto 2. Moto 1. There's my guy. There's my guy. Okay, okay. So if it was... Regard, moto 1, Up moto until two. that point, you hadn't won a Moto 2. <laughs> so are we talking Moto 1 or Moto 2? Because you just said Moto 2. Up until that point, you hadn't won Moto 2. Okay, so I was sitting there, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't shake you. Couldn't do it. Yeah, up until that point, you'd shaken me in Moto 1. Well, I couldn't do it in Moto 2. <laughs> So I couldn't shake him in Moto 2. So I was like, I need to figure out where is he faster than I am at this track? Because I feel like I'm riding this motherfucker on rails. You were. We, 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 you were. We both were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were on each other's ass. So I was just like, okay, I know I can run his pace. So I went. Well, it, we didn't really talk about it. Like, it was something that we... We never was, talked about it. This is the first time we've talked about it. Not us. I'm saying RL. You asked me about RL. We never, oh. I, I kind of men maybe mentioned it, like, but it wasn't something like, I'm going to fucking... Hey, buddy, I'm going to pull over my tra my, my trainer. I'm Give gonna, him I'm an gonna extra five over, grand. I'm going to make sure that BT gets the lead, and then I'm going to try to pass him before for that other, you know, 100 grand that's at the end. And that wasn't... I, I pulled over to figure out how to be faster. At what... How much time was left in the race? Halfway. You were halfway. So right. you, halfway, you said, I can't do nothing with them. You take the lead. Let me see what I could do. Right? Steve, you got anything to add in? Uh, nope. nope. You didn't see anything different? Monica? <laughs> I need you to take a shot right now. Go on. Oh, boy. That's right. what I'm here oh. for. Yep, there goes BT. Shot, shot. <laughs> Thank you. Continue, please. <laughs> we should help with the motos. <laughs> Is that Drew? 
Is it true? What is true? I, got the I let him over. I let. I, pa- I, don't I let. Remember that? Yeah, you'd have to, you would know that. He Were did. You, <laughs> he did. We're at. We're at the <laughs> top of like Mount. No, did you just no. take a chaser? I don't know. Was it down, down, in, down in the Whoop Monster? Do you know this where is the chick drink? This come on. Was that a lemon drop or a buttery you know nipple? Which one? Line is now, I, Absolutely. <laughs> finish line, left turn, back up. A lemon drop. No, no, so you know where the current finish line is? There's a there's a downhill before. Yep. And at the top of that, there's a 180. Okay. Yeah, so okay. He pulled Monster over. Monster Mountain now. Mm-hmm. Can we have a visual? Monster Mountain. Yeah, the big giant one down now. You go right, you go left, make that yeah, right. Mile, that we're miles left, from Mount, Monster the Mountain. One. Then you have a triple. And then you have a, a, a tur- and then went left basically, right. basically went, two left, turns before the finish. Right. I know right where you're at. Yeah. And we went up to the top. And you just went wide. I went wide and let, let him by. Okay. And, and what did you think? I, I sailed on to victory. That was Holy it. Holy shit, I passed you back, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no, yes, no. Do we have a visual with like... Bones, come up here. No, no, wait on. You got the two mixed Bones. up. Bones, no, wait on. Did I win the first moto? Can we get... Uh, hey, Canada, go to archives. He won the first moto. Yes. Who won the second moto? Yeah. 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 You got to pull up... He it. went to it already. So up until that you, point, I've telling, never I'm gonna, won a first moto. I'm going to tell you now, you're getting moto one and two mixed up. I'm not. You've had too many... Have another. So. Have what another. This? It's a Corsite. Well, that's a shot, but yeah. So bad... So Ben, you hadn't won a first moto. I had all not won up until Steve, round four. Can you confirm that? So let's just so you. Yeah. Hold up on YouTube. At so at this point, RV won the first moto. So at this yeah. point, I'm thinking, yep. I'm thinking, oh, this okay. this championship's mine. Yeah. I, I hadn't won a first moto at that point. You can confirm that because your bank manager can tell you you didn't get a bonus for winning for the round? overall. <laughs> no, up until that point, and I'm thinking, I, I go on after the first moto, thinking, oh, this is. This championship. Right, so what happened, second moto? Yeah, you. So then you thought second moto was yours because you've won every I've second won every moto. I've won every second moto. I'm gonna work him the second moto. Yeah. And this is the one he pulled over. And, and then? then. Yeah, I got that. There's nothing the more to that story. The whoop monster came out. <laughs> the whoop monster. Where'd you pass him in the whoops? I don't know. You don't remember that? No. No. I'm getting first and second moto already mixed up already. <laughs> I'm so, thinking RV, I you win the second moto. The he first does. time you win the second yeah. moto, you take the overall, right? He's probably right. Because okay. I am right. Yeah. All right. I, I, do, I can tell you. I, it's clear to me. So, mind. who won? I'm so confused right now. BT won. RV oh, okay. won. Oh, sorry. BT won the first moto. RV won the overall. Yeah. Yeah. Went, I lost the second moto. Yeah. Ben went 1 2. RV went 2 1. So, right. so where are we at now? I guess the moral of the story is people think we had this. I mean, there was a lot of stuff coming into the season that was, right. you know, BT, you know, MXGP champ. Um, how do you have two premier guys under 110? I think well, I think that's a lot what of people always wonder they still ask what that it was. Question. So, yeah. th- so yeah. th- those who are completely confused, you guys between you two, Pro Circuit Kawasaki riders, 24 motos, you won 23 of the 24 motos, right? Yes. RV lost the 24. Uh, Josh Grant won the moto. That's Josh what we're Grant looking at. Josh Grant won the moto on a factory connection overall. Honda, right? You still riding because factory Steve, if it Honda? wasn't for the overall, we would have won guys, every moto. You guys lost two motos then. No, we didn't. Yes, you did. No. Did Josh Grant win a moto? He, he won, won a moto one moto. One, one, one moto. Brock Hepler, Steel City. No, he didn't. Okay. Really? Here we are at 131. What? Did you not win that? How could a guy named Brock win a race? Are the archives lying? Impossible. 
So I thought we won every moto except for one. No, we we won every summer. Bones, do you remember Brock Tickle winning a moto? No, Brock or Brock Hepler, Hepler. B. Hep. Hepler. Oh, yeah. Hep. Oh, yeah. Steel City yeah, was yeah. good. The yeah. hamburger Hepler. Six, oh, yeah. He was good. He do you remember Brock that, Bones? Oh. Yep. No, yes, you remember or no, but you don't. <laughs> okay. That's his home track. But for sure. we, so we come back to the truck, and I think this is what most people wonder between me and him back in 2007, like MXGP world champ, and then me as more of, I was, what, how, you're 38. You were a kid. How old are you, 38? I wasn't then. Now. <laughs> I'm now. 38, I'm 38. That's what I thought. He's four years old, so he's a little bit older than I am, and then I come in as this young kid, and then we, you know, people always ask, like, well, how's it in the truck? How's it in the truck? Well, how was it in the truck? Well, I had three people there, and you had your, it was like. <laughs> yeah, tell them, Gramps. Gramps, always breakfast sandwiches. You well, had grandma did that, actually. Grandma did that. <laughs> Not him. He doesn't fucking cook. He you had grandma water. there. He can burn boiling water. You had grandpa there. You had grandma there. You yep. had dad, mom, yep. Yep. RL, your sister, your brother. Another another point why Europe was so hard. Any cousins? Was there any cousins? Oh, Spence. Spence, was there. Spence was there. Spence, Spence, was, there. Spence was, there. was there? Yeah, yeah. Another point why Europe was hard. <laughs> so it was like a sideshow coming into the pits, man. He had an entourage, is what yeah, you're saying. Like total. Big time. But not over the that top. That was minimum. Hey, we were, we over kept, the top. We kept it like kind of. Gramps didn't. Gramps didn't. But we kept it kind of. We, we Gramps, Gramps run the show. He did, yeah. <laughs> he ran the whole show. So we'd come into the pits and there would be, it would be Arvi's entourage there. Go like. Well, how many, how, how many was there? At least 10. Grandma, grandpa. Uh, Mom, dad. Mom, sister, dad. brother. No, Tyler didn't come. But he Kylie can. came to a few. Um, it was like gypsies on tour, you know, like. <laughs> My big fat gypsy <laughs> I mean, across him. <laughs> that would have been hey, a great reality show. Traveling it, circus. Back in the, like, oh, you know, man. the YouTube now? YouTube then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Arby's pissed right now. He's like, oh fuck. No, I mean, hey, Steel City. There was one year that they they took they put Gramps' car. He towed this car, the shitbox car, behind the motorhome. And what do you they, mean, Steel City? Like he did that every I year. I keep hearing about a ten-minute rule. What's the ten-minute rule? Bones keeps talking about. We couldn't talk to the fans for ten minutes. Oh, after the race. <laughs> I was fuming. If I was he the angriest motocrosser you've ever met, without a doubt? For 10 minutes, so, the angriest motocrosser in America. They had a timeout 10 minute, but it wasn't for Ben. It was for the team that couldn't talk to him, right, <laughs> after a moto? Well, you need to, I need to 10 minutes just to cool. Yeah. I need 10 minutes to cool down. Yeah. But I guess the season wore on. Uh, after Millville, that Millville was a pretty. Well, that was like a, a pivotal you, which moment. One were you, you had a big stomach issue at Millville, I think. Too. Red Bud, Red Bud, Red Bud, Red Bud. Yeah, yeah. Red they Bud. thought I had. Uh, what do, what do you call that when you, you went have to the to, hospital? Yeah, during the night. Spent the night in hospital. I don't think I rode on the Saturday actually. No. And then uh, what do you call that when you meant to? Uh, I, can't, I can't remember. Anyway, Red Bud. But Millville was a well, that was a point that was a, a changing of the tide, because you hadn't won a moto or a second moto until that point. You probably yeah. don't remember that 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 clearly. I mean, I do. I don't, but I do. Like I remember Millville. 
and I remember letting you pass, and 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 that it. So there was no like there was no rhyme or reason to that. That. I figured I just had to figure out where you were going faster. Okay. So that was a personal decision yes. at that time. Yeah. I mean, no, as you know, nobody can tell you, hey, I want you to pull over on the side of the track, let Ben buy, and then get behind him. It seemed that way because you hadn't, you know, like, like it was a, it was a pivotal just, point in the championship. I couldn't beat you without riding behind you to see where you're going faster than I was or the same or where I could go faster than you could go. I think is the biggest difference. Yeah, it was, it was. It was. I just remember it was really tight up until that point, and at that point, I, I was. It broke me a little bit that you that you won the second moto because up until that point, that was like, it was how I kept it tight. It, it seemed that way that I was able to weather the storm by winning the second moto every every time yeah. up until that point. Ben, was that your first year in the U.S. in '07? It it was full season. Full, full season. 06, I was injured. Okay. Yeah. So, bottom line is, going to each one of these tracks, did, RV, how many years had you been pro that year? Was that your second year? Uh, one year. One year. Yep. So, you so had never year. raced any of those tracks. So, actually, to race it better, the second moto made a little sense because your first moto or, I mean, it's... No, I don't, I don't think that... No? I don't think that was in a major effect. Like, okay. I'd watched it for that many years on television. I felt like I'd ridden the track, but... For me, I, I guess that was one of my stronger points was definitely the fitness side of things at that, okay. at that time. Uh, I definitely, you know, RV had a little bit more edge on me in speed, mm -hmm. fair to say, but certainly fitness, and, and, and it showed. Or experience, too. But you said he was thicker than a snicker, right? So back then. That's no, what? So that's why you were I mean, in the chips shape. and salsa didn't help after every moto, or every every second moto. <laughs> I think that was the Reese's. Or the Reese's Cup. cup. The Reese's Cup. Hey, Eldon wouldn't see you. And you had to put them in the pocket straight away. Hey, did you sure. do that? Hey, did you do that? Did you bring some chips and salsa over to Ben and make sure he knew that we you were the same team, same no, truck? No, we make sure that he sees oh, no, we, ate we, we didn't. We didn't. Yeah. We ate them together. Oh, okay. It wasn't like what people think. To be fair, like yeah. we race under the same awning. Uh, Bones can attest to this. We we raced either each other hard and we race raced each other clean and fair and. Yeah. I wasn't into the crap. It didn't like for me yeah. when the gate dropped, the bullshit stopped. Yeah, and and you raced all the way to the finish line, and yeah. that was it. When the gate yeah. dropped, the bullshit stopped. Yeah. It's like a wrap. Right? I think it's a. Everyone needs to take a sip. I want to say thank you for the shot. I'm gonna show you how the '90s. We don't do chasers. Okay. Oh, stop it, Monica. And there will be no coffee Not over as here. tough as you. There will be <coughs> no coffee over here. You know what here. I'm saying? <laughs> all right. All right. Back. I will have to say that 06, 07, and 08. I think. I mean, I can say that were my funnest seasons as a pro. <laughs> he didn't Easy say. He didn't say he's the not most happy about that. He's not happy about that. <laughs> he said no, he's not. He wants fun. you to say like well, nine, hey, how ten, eleven. Hey, hey, you know how it is. Young Timmy and Tyler dumb. Timmy the tone, right? <laughs> I was young, dumb, and was making lots of money, and uh, I, I don't had think nothing that's to worry about. I don't and think as that's you get the way older, it goes. There's lots of stuff that, you know. Starts coming in, and I think as as a lights rider, like even 07 is as, as hard as it was to race Ben, like it was still it was still fun, like and it was fun later, but I was a kid racing a dirt bike, 
And then it kind of got serious after that. You know, after once you turn 450, things really change. Well, here's how we're going to wrap this up. The 2007 season comes to an end. You're crowned the champion, but there's one more race left. Motocross of Nations yeah. at Bud's Creek. We got super hammered there. Oh, my God. You guys ate more McDonald's and smeared it all over the rental car. I don't know what else you were doing. Top of the team. But you got we started, up remember, there. That remember, that, remember that the Honda? Inside we of the owner. Remember we started to try to start that Honda? That, you that, guys, that, that bike in the back of the semi behind would, Thor? Would you guys have gone one, two at Bud's Creek out of the, out of the 250 class? In the designations, well, uh, if you weren't injured. Well, RV, RV showcased what what was achievable that day. There's no doubt about it. You know, like if you if you look at what he achieved that day, it was pretty phenomenal. You know, uh, performance for for a 250 ride. I I don't know. I mean, Brock can probably speak to this. Maybe Steve can. I don't know. But it hadn't been achieved like that from. You know, I mean, back in the day, it was one to five to fifty five hundred, but it hadn't been achieved from. Magoo? Was it? Which, no, which, well, which guy won? Steve Lamson won an outright moto on a one twenty five two stroke. Spain to this day is the only rider, only rider ever win a one twenty five outright moto. But RV that day, for those of you that don't remember, two thousand seven Bud's Creek Marcus Nation. RV was on 250, MX2, Ricky was our 450 rider. And then uh, Timmy. And, and who Timmy, was the, uh, Timmy? Timmy. Oh, Ferry brought it home. Avi got, got, got the inside, Jay. Despite his I will say. Was, uh, Steve I will, right. But you, you got. He was a legend on You got to pick there. number one on the gate. Yeah, which got so the that's, that's what I was just going to yeah, say yeah, is, yeah. is Bud's Creek at that day, they had a big old. RC did him a solid. Spine that was next to the inside gates. And the tractor could only till so far horizontally and yep. these three inside gates had to go vertically because yep. they couldn't they couldn't make the right. the loop for the tractor so and when you have a, if you're team usa or new zealand you put your lights guy <laughs> or any country you put right. your lights guy that has a chance to win right on the inside gate because and, they have less horsepower and on top of that that year you're legally cheating on a pro circuit bike. <laughs> yeah, the pro we circuit. Were. Yeah, you guys were I mean, the we pro were. circuit 250s were by far the best MX2 bikes at that time, no question. Probably so RV, you got both starts. You won both motos, and uh, you know, like as you said, I'm not going to put myself in that. No, in, in that because Ricky, RV was. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, we got to remember. We got to remember yeah. that day. I'll, I'll take that. It we partied after. Hey, it wasn't supposed to be you giving him shit. It was supposed to be Antonio Caroli on a 250 Yamaha that was supposed to come in and deliver the, uh, the SmackDown. And the funniest thing, if you ever watched that movie they made of that event. Was this uh, the 60 first years in one day? 60 in a day. You remember Caroli pulled, he pulled in with a crushed front wheel and he's screaming at his team, change my wheel, change my wheel. And they even talked to the team, the guy that put the glasses together, you know what I'm talking about? And he's like, I don't know what this is for. And he wanted, and he got it put on just as you went by, and he pulled out right behind you, and he was going to stalk you for the rest of that race. I don't and you think you dropped him again. Yeah. And that I, was. Yeah. I will say that home soil, but I also raced Antonio at uh, Matterly, and yeah. he won that year, and he was really good. So. On a big bike or two? No, two fifty. We were both on two fifty. Yeah. Oh six. Well, we all, uh, as fans... No one got, was going to touch RV fan, that day. But at fans, we really, really did want to see you guys, you know, rekindle your rivalry. One more, one more, one round. more round. We're going to do that. Round. We talked about that today. Yeah, it's going to be 125. Yeah. 125. What's that race called? 
that one that uh, that big one? Manjimup. Manjimup. Yeah, Manjimup. Manjimup. Sandtrack in Australia. I gotta go to the right. Table. Okay. Well, BT's gotta take a quick Man-G-mum. break. that's a Sandtrack in Australia, right? No, it's not. It's more of a it's more of a clayish sandy mix. Not from the video that he sent me. Well, that's not Manjimup then. Yeah, okay. Sandy like Lyrup Sandy or yeah. like No, just one section. There's a Sandy. Yeah, you're full of shit, it's both of you. <laughs> it's not. I seen the video of like last year. So he wrote a four fifty. And I I ain't riding a four fifty and it's he's going down the front straight and like you know, he goes he told me today at the pits I was getting my passes and he goes, The tracks are built for slow bikes he goes we we're doing 70 down the front straight i was like yeah no 450s for me i said let's do a 125 race so my plan is or goal or sometime soon i'd like to get to new zealand or australia make a trip of it and go race manjima and do a 125 race with bt the last thing and See, i know you can you can go in you can ride a 125 can't you mm. can you use the clutch yeah good enough sure oh. i mean you got to really slip that bitch. Come on, man. You're talking to the guy with 17, 16, 17 Manitobas? at uh, yeah. the World Vets. Yeah, yeah, Come on. Yeah, exactly. of, course, of course he knows how to strong. use a clutch. A strong ride. Come on. The, uh, the point in the show is here we are. We've got the 2007 wrapped up. We've got 250, 450. We know a bit about futures. Are there any parting shots and any parting thoughts that you want to kind of wrap this up with today? Obviously, it's our first one. It was something yeah, that... Yeah, I mean, I th- honestly, I think... I'm. I, Sound in the back's probably not that great. We'll fix it up for next time. Um, but I'm stoked on, on, I think we really we worked well together. Steve, I know you're a step in. We're kind of like the normals. But we'll bring in when we need you, you know, like type yeah. thing. Um, BT, step in, obviously. So um, I, I think things went really well. I had a lot of fun. Um, you know, me and Rob kind of. Kind of put this thing together, put this group together. Rob's the mastermind behind every idea. No, no, no. no. I, I'm an idea guy, but I want to thank my buddy Brent over there for uh, bringing out everything. And yeah, with did a Spot good job. TV. Spot TV. But I guess you know, with you, where we're at now is we'd like to take this on the road. At some points, maybe travel around the country a little bit, follow the series. Could be some outdoors, could be super motocross things that you do. Tours taking a yeah, page you're gonna right out of your playbook, Steve. you know. You'll be on again. And then, uh, did you like not being a host? Yeah, it's much better. Let Rob do it. You think? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Way better. Yeah. Okay, so I, we can get you on more then. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. It. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, anytime. You know, Mathis will just come out. As long as Pookie has free drinks at the bar. Pretty much. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah we're good. I didn't think so. How does yeah. it Pookie's, Pookie's not here. I want to hear, hear some more background. 90s stories from Monica. Well, that's, that's a whole other show. Yeah, that's, that's a whole like other show. We're gonna, show who, who are we going to bring on when we do our 90s? Who are you going to have in your posse that you're bringing up to really break down that era? Who, who would you have up here? I cannot say no names right now, but I have about three people I'd probably pick from. So what's going to be one of those ones where they're pixelated out? Where you can't see, they're going to come in like this, and you have to guess who they are. <laughs> going to distort their voice. Put that beanie over her face. Um, my parting shot is from... You today, young, dumb, and ready to have fun. That's what you said earlier, right? With lights, guys. Yes. Or me when I was young. Yeah. Dumb. Exactly. Yeah. Making lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> Having fun racing. Before, that was that before was, it turned into a job. What about yourself, Nugget? A little parting shot here, a little final send off from uh, the Topo Tornado. Cheers. 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 It was.
good to have you over here. I know that uh, it's your, been a long time. Your schedule yes. in uh, over in New Zealand's hectic. You're doing all the Yamaha things. You're training stuff. You handle what? What else? What? what I'm coming do? over to do a uh, adventure ride. Yeah, you should. I need to You'd do that. Enjoy that. And we should do a podcast over I think there. we should go to New Zealand for a podcast. Well, Taupo, we got, Taupo, right? we got right? a crazy right? budget Taupo? for this, yeah. so we're there. <laughs> I, I, got frequent, budget, I have Ralph. plenty of frequent flyer miles. <laughs> right I can get to New Zealand. Yeah, Golden could get there. Last time I went there was... I'd, I'd love it might to, be only us three, ago. Rob, me, and BT. I'd, I'd love to have you all over because it's, it's a pretty cool place. So I'd, adventure bikes is very cool. Uh, dirt bikes is, is awesome. But adventure bikes is is what New Zealand's made for, really. Because don't you do full tours? The whole lot. Yeah. You come in and you just you arrive and drive. Arrive and ride. Well, yeah. Arrive and ride. Yeah. Arrive and ride. Yeah. So you just so got the hotels planned out or the or the little hostels. You just give me your credit card number button. I'll sort it. (laughs) Which, Which for a guy like myself is like, that's what I want. I just want it. You have a place for me to stay and beer cold. And I mean, and hot bike. dogs are good too. And a bike. We don't do hot dogs. We do meat pies. Meat pies. Okay. Oh, have meat a meat pie. pie ready for and me. And you buy them at a gas station. And if you're really partying and you're water skiing, you have Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's going KFC. Oh, is that KFC. the big dog? Water in New Zealand. So that would be. You'd be hanging out with Shannon McCary. I had KFC. You, my man Leister over there. You Dutchie. got Cody Brian Cooper. Dutchman would be there. You got uh, oh Dutchy. Oh Dutchy, he's from Kiwi through and through. No, if you want to ride an adventure bike, it's the, it's the place to go and ride and enjoy it. And it's an experience because if you're not, you know, like when you leave America and Amer- you've got everything you want here. You do, but when you come to New Zealand, it's, a, it's, it's the experience of coming there and, and seeing something uh, that you've, you wouldn't, you won't experience that here in America. Yeah, no, it is. It's completely yep, different. It is. And I haven't been there, but going from here to Europe, you go there and it's, it's like, oh my, you're, you know, and I'm not a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people have been to Europe, but I'm just saying like you go there and try to live there or you go there and ride a ride. Like, hey, we're going, we're doing this three stop, 700 mile ri- you know, ride. Yeah. And you get into places where you're like, shit flat tire let's make this shit happen or you get in a spot where it's like hey here's a hostel oh i get i give you my opinion i go to places that i've never seen or been i've been all over new zealand racing you know like as a kid and all the way through but i go places that i've never seen or been 100 percent. and it's and by the way there's only five million people yeah so and two islands <laughs> and the north one is warmer because it's closer to the equator than the south and it's Summertime instead of wintertime. That's why, that's, that's why Rob's a. Oh, he didn't want to think you'd been there, bud. He's a yes, he's a dictionary. Oh, yeah. Rob's any, a dictionary. Any parting thoughts, my friend? No, but uh, I can see where this could be a fun format here. <laughs> <laughs> enough, enough cocktails going, and yeah. I, again, at the '90s episode, I'll be tuned in for sure, whatever <laughs> I'm there or not. No, I want to hear about that one. And uh, no, it was very good, and, yeah. and thanks for getting us together, and RV, and good to see Ben, Monica. And, I mean, I hope I represented chicks across the West Coast good, but <laughs> I don't know. I did I just a phenomenal wanna, job. I mean. I was worried about you. You were? I yeah. was I'll worried that you were that. worried about me when you probably saw my name on there, right? No, no. I just did. I was like, okay, I was trying to figure out how she was going to play and do this whole thing. And, and I was like, okay, Rob, like, well, you know, she's just going to be the chick that's sitting up there and says something fucking really stupid and everybody's looking at her. And it's did like, I? 
No, you did great. It's not blonde. So thank you. That means yes. a lot coming from you. Did, you. you did great. So Bye. let me tell you how it happened really quick, a little quick chip. So I work in the Alpine Star Medical Unit, and Rob comes and talks some shit with me all the time. And I was like, I listen to all these podcasts. I listen to a lot of NFL Wives podcasts. And I'm like, it'd be nice to hear to have a chick on there to like hear a personal side of it. Like, yeah, it's great to say like, oh, I want my bike at this or my suspension like this, but to get the other side of it, like I was the girlfriend, I was the wife. Then I was the wife of somebody who, you know, what's the next step in our lives when you're done racing, right? Then we're trying all these different things out. And then a nurse, I became my, I went after my dream after I helped Nathan with his dream. And I think it's really important. So I feel like Hearing the other side of it, there's a lot of significant others that are fans. Their husbands are fans, their boyfriends. And you want to be a part of the, the sport, but you want to know the other side of it. And so I felt like there, nobody had done that yet. Nobody touched in. You have these panels where you have the doctor, the politician. And I'm just a regular person, have my point of view. I've been in it for 28 years. I hear a lot of pillow talk, okay? And... I can't tell you how to have your suspension done, Bones. He's the man for that. I can't tell you what bike is fast, but I can tell you, I know if someone's riding like shit, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and I'll tell Nathan, they're not aggressive in the corner, they're riding like this. But I do know enough, and I just feel like women need to be represented, and you need that side of the sport. You're gonna grow a bigger fan base. And um, that's why I wanted to come on here. And Rob calls me and he's like, hey, how you doing, Monica? And he's like, in his like, announcer. <laughs> that's not like, how I sound. You did. You're like, and what is uh, Nathan Ramsey's wife? Were you ready to get on this podcast? And I'm like, yo, okay. So anyway, I love you. And I, I was a little bit nervous because I'm the only girl up here. And there's all these guys. And you're all like. Yeah, but you, I, you can st you stand your own. You guys are like job. amazing motocross guys, and then this is like the podcast here. I'm like, I'm scared to God be next damn, to you. God damn, Steve, you're the fucking podcast hero. No, hero. but I mean, no, but what I'm saying is, it was very hero. intimidating. I am a very strong person, but I'm not gonna lie. Like, I was really nervous to be coming on here and what people thought because it's like, you know, what does she have to say? But I don't know. I just wanted to bring a different like take on it and. I don't know. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I think it's going to get even better every time. So, I don't know. Thank you very much. Good job. That's my, that's my spiel. Well, Steve, um, obviously you do this weekly. You, uh, you've uh, carved out quite a niche, and uh, we certainly appreciate you coming on and helping us get this thing kick-started a little bit. As I mentioned, folks, what we'd like to do is the season wears on. So, and we'll by the way, you owe me, like, maybe 20 shows after all the things I've done for you on your shows? Show 600. I mean, yeah, you whatever. I'll be back on, but uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you owe me a lot. Oh, you're yeah. you're in debt like yeah. big. We're blue crew members. We're blue crew. That's okay. Yeah. You can oh, be, and I. But you're in debt. So I heard this today. I, I ain't letting it by. You got to come on the show. You know how I like a little bit of stats, and so does Monica. So we figured it out. Yamaha starts. We got a lot of blue crew people here. One, two, three. Nate, dog, you rode you rode Yamahas, right? Nathan. Um, podiumed minute. on every manufacturer out there. I just, I'm going to plug that right now. Can Boom. we get a what, what? Woo-woo. Boom. Yeah, but you didn't and ride Husky a Husky. wasn't around. First rider to ever win a Supercross on a 450 Honda. And he debuted all right. the four strokes. The yep. 250, the, the Honda, the Yamaha, the KTM. Hey, Nate, but, how old are you? Okay. But. You want me to tell you? I don't know. I didn't ask how old you feel because I feel pretty old, too. You got to pay attention to this. Hang on. Because. 
He's a child. Okay. He'd be looking good, right. too. So, no, I... But I just... We raced each other for... A couple of times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two seasons, yeah. I think. <laughs> hey, so Yamaha Ambassador, Yamaha Ambassador New Zealand, Yamaha Ambassador Podcast, winningest Yamaha rider to repeat ever that? 50 wins on the brand. So he'll, be the, he'll be the Yamaha Ambassador. Like Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. We can't thank you enough for coming out here and going through this experience with us, this experiment. Trial we hope you had a great time. If you want to grab an autograph or a photo with Ryan, we want to thank... Oh, yeah, we forgot about that. Oh, open mic. Questions. Yeah, yeah sure. Hey, I got to... B, I got to take a leak. Well, we got... There's some, pe there's some people out there have some dirt on some... Oh, yeah. Some dirt. I don't... Trying to look around. I think I might be dodging it, but everybody else got some. They got some dirt. <laughs> All right. Nobody's got questions. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Folks, somebody a nice round of applause for Steve Mathis. My name is Tina Heller with Midland Power Sports in Midland, Texas. One of the things that we love about ZDMS is we're able to see real-time results. We can see what's going on within our dealership real-time. With this system, we're able to see a sale from all standpoints of the dealership. It integrates our service department and how it correlates on a new deal. We're also able to see where our parts and accessories for this particular item are. We're able to see where the finances, we're able to see everything real time with the integration of all the costs attached to a unit. Everything is, is all together. I pay my sales guys on parts. Those guys get paid commission on selling parts to units at the time of the sale. I want those guys to push that. That's a separate profit for the store. On Z, it's right there on the profitability screen. It shows my profit on my parts, on my service. It shows the charges that service department charged me to get a unit make ready and PDI'd. All that's laid out there in one screen, so it's, it's super, super easy. And the sales guys are happy because they know they're getting paid because when they get that sales slip, they get to see, okay, yeah, I made this much on the parts. And, and it, it motivates them to even put more parts on units when we go to sell them because they know they, they get that commission in the end. It's real-time data. They can finalize a deal in the finance office and as soon as the customer walks out, I can pull up the profitability, I can look at everything. I don't have to pull up multiple reports, I have graphs, I have pie charts. It is very intuitive, it's simple to use. How many beers are on That's my, gonna... uh, how many beers are on my card, B? Uh, uh, my dinner was great. <laughs> hey, Big B. <laughs> you need to answer his question. One less than it's going to be, because I'm gonna order one. Yeah, my, my American Express card, American Express card question, for B. Sir. How about this fellow in the front? You've been here a long time. What's your question, sir? Thanks for the beers. <laughs> You're welcome. I got you. You got me? It's like Costco. Big B just like swipes that bitch. I'm going back, yeah. Are you coming? Actually, that's Fox Hills for the VET MXON. Put a team together. So I showed up, and it's Thursday, and Wobs, you know Wobs? Yeah, I know Wobs. Okay. I was like, where's the beers at? 
it's Thursday. And we're walking the track. Like cold beers? Oh, no. And, he go, and afterwards, he goes, you're the first American that's come up. Because remember, he, he's always dealt with brownie, which is. Rhino. Suit and tie. Like, you know, not, you know he's up, doesn't drink. And I'm like, I had five beers on Thursday. He goes, you're the first American that's had one beer. And I'm like, I'm not here for a long time here in England. I'm here for a good but time. But I'm here for a good time. So I'm here as long as I w- can walk on the plane without being busted up and we win. I'm good. I don't have to win a moto or nothing. And that's what we did. You win. You got to go. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. It's super fucking fun. The only thing I didn't like was... That's not a yes. No, the only thing I didn't like was they needed more water on the hills. It was... They were on a little water drought, whatever. Did you like the track? Super sketchy with the dust. Yeah, yeah. The dust, because if somebody went down, you were never going to see them. It was like a plume of dust. But, no, the track was okay, because you're riding a steel frame 250 from uh, 2003 is what my bike was. Think that fast. The question was, did you like the track? Yeah, it was good. Thank you. The steel frame hooked up good. I can tell you, my bike will be the best. I can tell you that now. Lee McLean checking in back in NZ. So they're all still up. What time is it there? Uh, he's Are they still awake? He's, he's probably building like a is container a house or something. He's a right day now. ahead right now. I know he's probably working on a KTM. He loves it. <laughs> Next question. My boys are still here. No, no, no. Folks, thank you very much. We appreciate you spending your evening with us. We'll see you at the racetrack tomorrow. All right, thank you guys for coming. everybody on the panel, Brock Lover, Monica Ramsey, Steve Mathis, BT101, and Ryan Villapoto. I'm Rob Bytus. We'll keep you up to date, and thanks for being our inaugural audience. We'll see you soon. Cheers, bud.